93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday. It is May 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police in South Jersey are investigating after video shows a man urinating on the, a memorial for a boy who died of cancer back in 2012. Mark Klopp, the father of Christian Klopp, uh, says he was alerted to the video posted on social media of a man urinating on a memorial for his son, which is located at 129 Old Egg Harbor Road. His son passed away in 2012 from brain cancer. In 2014, a memorial was dedicated in his honor at a playground in Mays Landing. The incident in question allegedly happened Sunday morning. Uh, some people in the community came to the park to help clean and disinfect Christian's memorial. I, I don't even understand this. I, in all honesty, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but it, but I feel sorry for this moron because He's you're such, such a, an idiot. Such a moron. Yeah, it, it, it's, what do you get out of that? Yeah. What I what what no do you you as a human being? What are you getting out of that? I don't. I, I mean, Kath, I was. I talking, don't. I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand yeah. either. Did he know what he was peeing on? I mean, it was it was broad daylight. Yeah. So he uh, was he, he drunk? Was that a can of beer that I? Yeah, saw? Yes. I had beer. Yes. Next okay. To him. Yeah. Here's the so, other. So part if of this it. guy did it on purpose, yeah. you're. you're what, what's your deal? There's your something is You had wrong. to see it was yeah. a memorial of some sort. Right. Yes, you know? exactly. I mean, it was clear. Right. The other part of it is, it, I mean, as the father of this this um, this kid, I don't want to know. You know, so somebody, like, alert him, alerted him. Like, I, Yeah, but I you know what? You have to, I have it here. What the father said, like, is just, it seems like he's, just listen. So um, uh, the people came out from the community. They helped clean it up. The township of Hamilton police said that two people uh, have been charged in connection with the incident. 23-year-old Bryce Bellis is charged with lewdness, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. 23-year-old Daniel Flippin, who was uh, the person filming the video, police say he was charged with having an open alcoholic beverage in the park. Both men have been re- released on summits. Now, Mark Clark is the father and he released a statement on his Facebook page after the incident. At the end of, of the day, the good outweighed and overwhelmed the bad. This is what Christian did during his life. He brought people together and he has accomplished that again. Perhaps the playground will be beautified, more uh, maybe expanded as a result. It doesn't matter as long as it is enjoyed by thousands of children in the future. It will, uh, if you let anger prevail, we've lost the battle. Thanks again everyone for coming together and showing how great our community can be, especially in a time, time of political controversy. It reminds us what is important in life. Thank you again. That's a great message. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. such a great message. I was thinking going into that, like, this guy's going to be so angry. Let me see what he has to say. And, like, it was just all positive. There's, there's not much more you can do to a guy who loses his son that Lost way. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. Philadelphia police say a woman barricaded herself inside her home in Northeast Philadelphia Sunday night. It happened in the 2600 block of Tremont Street shortly after 9 p.m. Investigators say the woman cut the gas line to her stove and was armed with a hammer. The woman, God. Yeah, the woman was known to police. Police officials say that she lives alone and has some mental health disabilities. Police declared the scene a barricade at 945. For precautionary reasons, the surrounding homes were evacuated. Police say Homeland Security was notified and a SWAT team was called to the scene. After the standoff was over, the woman was taken to the hospital for injuries sustained during the barricade. Police say that she will be committed to a mental health facility. Traffic alert for drivers. Okay, so I Yay! mentioned it in, yes, <laughs> it, um, traffic this morning. The Walnut Street ramp to go eastbound on the Schuylkill Expressway will be temporarily closed today. Uh, beginning at 11 a.m., the ramp will be closed for 25 days for structural repairs and resurfacing operations. The construction is part of pending.
PennDOT's $103.6 million project to rehabilitate the Chestnut Street Bridge and seven other structures nearby, including this ramp. Drivers will be directed west on Walnut Street, then left on 38th Street to University Avenue, and then south on 34th Street to the eastbound ramp to the Schuylkill Expressway. PennDOT says if all goes according to plan, the ramp will reopen on June 14th. So I was telling you, President, that they're doing a whole bunch of construction in my area, and they shut down a bridge over on Allen's Lane, and okay, I got this. So it's the other morning, and I, I came in. I'm maybe three-quarters of a mile from my house in a part of town I've never been in because I've been detoured. I put the freaking GPS on. Yeah. <laughs> to get home? Because I know to get to here. I'm like, here. how do I get out of where this this where this place it, it looks like I... It, I was in front of a house that looked like Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> like, where am I? Yeah, yeah. If you end up getting routed around your your normal, if you got your path. Yes, you take. I've never been off the path. Yeah, my my wife knows every back road and sideway to everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sometimes she'll take me down stuff. I'm like, well, been here 15 years and I've never seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I was just getting, you know, we've been yeah. two years in the in the area, but I'm like, I where am I? Am I still mm-hmm. in the United States? Where am I? Yeah. A, a yeah. girl I work out with at the gym, uh, we were just chatting, and I'm like, where do you live? And she explained to me, I'm like, there are houses back there. <laughs> yeah. She goes, yeah, it's like a small little townhouse community, but in Conshohocken, yeah. and I had no idea it was there. So look at this closure as a way to get yeah. around and see the neighborhood. Explore. Yeah. Go explore. Go explore. So it's the Walnut Street ramp to eastbound Schuylkill Expressway. They're saying hopefully they'll get this reopened by June 14th. In sports this morning. <laughs> Bryce Harper homered for the second straight day, and pinch hitter JT Real Muto also went deep to help the Phillies complete a three-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies. With a 7-5 win yesterday afternoon at the ballpark, Harper hit a tie-breaking two-run shot in the sixth yesterday after hitting a 466-foot shot into Ashburn Alley on Saturday's uh, 2-1 win. In 2000, the 2015 National League MVP also had a first-inning single and an RBI ground out in the second. Up next for the Phil is a for the Phils is a four-game series in Chicago against the Cubs. Jake Arrieta will pitch against his former team, while Yu Darvish will go for the Cubs. First pitch at Wrigley is scheduled for 8:05 tonight. Jaden. Schwartz had a hat trick. Vladimir Tarasenko also uh, scored on a penalty shot, and the St. Louis Blues moved within one win of the wow. Stanley Cup Finals with a dominant 5 nothing victory over the San Jose Sharks <laughs> right. in Game 5 of the Western Conference Final. Game 6 is in uh, St. Louis tomorrow night. Kawhi Leonard scored 36 points, including eight in the second overtime as Toronto beat Milwaukee 118 to 112 last night to cut the Bucks' lead in the Eastern Conference Finals to two games to one. Leonard made 11 of 25 shots and went 12 for 13 at the free throw line in more than 52 minutes of action. A playoff career high. Game four is tomorrow night in Toronto. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We are ready for a new week. Welcome back, dear friends. Like I said, it's going to be 90 degrees today. Uh, but the weather the rest of the week is looking pretty good. We do have some afternoon thunderstorms. Keep in mind, new Word of the Week prize, $500 Mealy's Furniture gift card. Pretty sweet deal. If you're looking for some new furnishings, this is really going to be great for you. So we'll uh, get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week. Give that away on 
Friday, of which we'll be broadcasting live from Keenan's Irish Pub in North Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh, once, yes, we will. Once again. So we're uh, we're getting set for that whole thing. And I I'm like sure... your weather forecast. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check the shore forecast, yeah. but I can't imagine it's much different than mostly sunny in 81, maybe a few degrees cooler, which is perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we have that going for us. The MMRBQ was just phenomenal. The best weather Ever for an MMR in in my memory, I can't ever remember it being more perfect than that. I loved it, loved oh, it. God, we were we 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 deserved that. Well, honestly, after uh, the past few years, six years of rain, yeah, uh, something like that. Not that, yeah. At, at least you know, it, it wasn't flat out rain. It was kind of like, eh, yeah, know, it was one of those days, or but, a passing shower, oh, or, or delays, and blah blah blah. Still, we had great times in the barbecues <sighs> past. But this is certainly much better. It was fantastic. All right, before I run down what we're going to do on today's program, why don't we award a school that has been waiting all weekend, the coolest teacher. It was Highland Regional High School in Blackwood, New Jersey. And we asked the student body to text in let us know who they just thought should be the uh, the person that takes home uh, this little commemoration of uh, being a cool teacher the past year or so. Somehow or another, they've affected you one way or another. And they came through, and we do have a winner. So we are happy to say that the coolest teacher of the year at Highland Regional High School was Miss Christine Chioko. Now, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm not 100% sure. It's C-I-O-C-C-O. Yeah. Chioko. She is a social studies teacher. And uh, let me see. What did, we, what did we find out about her? Uh, she is the head coach of the boys' tennis team. Wow. And she went to Washington Township High School. She is from New Jersey. And that's pretty much all the information that I have on her. But we are... And, of course, welcome her to give us a call at some point this morning when it's convenient. And uh, just tell us a little bit about the year and about uh, yourself. And we would like to officially award you the official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug and a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. Just a little memento. Sure. And a thank you from uh, the students. So uh, that, once again, is Miss Christine uh, Chiococo. So uh, congratulations, Highland Regional High School. Who's up next? That's you, bro. It's me. Yeah, we've gotten the full circuit. All right. You know, as you're reaching in there, Preston, I'm wondering how many pe- how many teachers consistently display their mugs on their yeah. desks. Yeah. I, I, we've heard it is a bragging right thing. Some people use it. Some people just set it out as yep. a uh, little reminder. Yes. Uh, okay, so I've drawn a piece of paper. Let me take a look at this. Okay. Our next school that is chosen for the coolest teacher is Steinert High School in Hamilton Township, New Jersey. All right, so that is Steinert High School. I've never heard of this high Neither school. Neither have I. Me neither. Hamilton Township, uh, New Jersey. It is a four-year comprehensive public high school serving students in the uh, 9th through 12th grades, according to its Wikipedia page. And uh, part of the Hamilton Township School District. So uh, we are putting it to you, dear friends, to let us know who you think the coolest teacher of the year was. So all you have to do is do the Okay, follow this format. Text the word teacher, space, then the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number. So let me give you that number again. It's 39333. Text the, teacher, text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name. 
Put a space in between those. To 39333. We will give you 24 hours to vote. A little less. It's actually like 23 and a half. All right. And then we will reveal tomorrow morning who our winner is and give them the mug and the gift card and all the good stuff. In it. So on, about a- there you go. on average, you're thinking about three more weeks left of high school or two weeks? Um... How long does it go? Yeah, so our graduation uh, is June 10th. Okay. For Souderton. So, so a couple three more, more weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's us too. We okay. have about three and a half. All right. I think so, St. Joe's prep finishes this week. No Wow, that's kidding. early. Before Memorial Day. They, that, I think The like, way God intended yes! it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's supposed to be done that you way. You go back after Labor Day, you you leave before Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah, Casey, my uh, nephew goes to college in, uh, I mean, goes to school in uh, Colorado, and they're done this week as well. So uh, uh, some schools do it. And they have pot. And they do have pot. Uh, he's uh, nine, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they're very liberal out there, Nick. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not, nothing, nothing really kicks up that snack time like a good doobie. So uh, Steiner High School, uh, actually, one of their graduates is a member of the United States Supreme Court, Samuel Alito. Wow. Who is their most famous alumni. And wow. uh, yeah, so an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. You know, it's good okay. here on, again, on the beginning of this, we sort of reached out to schools that were interested in participating. We would never have learned about this school, and it's right here in our area. Well, hey, I got. Yeah, good news, folks. Miss uh, Chia. Stop it. She's on the line. Oh, what? Uh, Miss Chia Coco is on there. Uh, all right. Chia I got to make sure I get that right. Uh, so she called in immediately. <laughs> she must have been waiting by the radio <laughs> <laughs> to hear her name chosen. Miss Chioko, are you there? Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, did I get your name right? It's Siako. Siako. All right. That's a tough one. And and I'm sure you get multiple mispronunciations of that from time to time. Yeah, we usually go with Miss C. Miss C, yes. Works for me. There we go. All right. Uh, So, congratulations, first of all. What do you think about this honor? I'm shocked. I'm honored. Shocked and honored. That's cool. How long have you been teaching at Highland? Just is my second year there. Wow. You have made an impression in a short (laughs) amount of time. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And how long have you been teaching altogether? Just three years. Three years and you're dominating already. You're making everyone else look terrible by your incredible ability. (laughs) That's cool. Well, what would you attribute your your popularity to? Um, You know what? I I really don't know. I just try and be kind to everybody. Yeah. um, And spread kindness and positivity in the hallways and at school. There you go. It's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, when did social studies uh, become an interest of yours? Did you, did you care about it when you were an actual high school student? Um, well, I had an amazing social studies teacher, Mr. Gorski at Washington Township High School for my junior year. And he's the one that really inspired me. Wow. Well, there you go. And the fact that, yes, I, I, I would you say you didn't press it in school. I hated you didn't like it. it. Now you love it. I, I, I hated <laughs> I, it. just, it seemed yeah. boring to me. And you know what? One of my favorite teachers, actually, Mrs. Hedrick, was my, my social studies teacher, just the subject itself. Right, right. It didn't lend too much interest to me. And now, with my kids, when, when they got to middle school and I started helping them <laughs> with their social studies, uh, you know, homework, I'm like, Wow, the you know, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Oh, these guys created uh, agriculture. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, all different kinds yeah. of things for agriculture to make sure that they they, they had the the proper uh, you know all these things. Yes. All these cultural Your mind things. was open. I never considered the Malaysians really. Oh. Malaysians, they're and, real. Uh, and yeah, I had no idea. I thought that was a made up word. Yeah, that's not a the Revolutionary <laughs> War. That was real. So you now, just learned so much. Now I find this stuff interesting. But uh, <laughs> now that's cool. So what do you have planned uh, for the summer, Missy? Um, 
Just going to the beach and tanning. Just going to the beach and tanning. Look at you. You're going to come back out. You, you, you listen. God bless you. If you have the ability to do that, go do it. Yeah. Tan away. Remember sunblock, though. Yeah. I, yeah, and tennis in the, uh, the end of the summer. Okay, and some tennis. Girls team, gotta shout them out. Okay, all right, got it. Well, listen, we're gonna set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. What are you gonna do with that? By the way, Steve was wondering what these teachers do with these mugs. I'm gonna display it proudly on my desk. There, there you, you go. Are. As well, you should after just three years in teaching. It's a good looking mug. We haven't uh, we haven't changed it in no. years. I just I love the design it's, of it. Yeah. It's do they change good. the Mona Lisa? I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. Um, so you get that, and we're going to give you a fifty dollars What a Crock Meals gift card as well, so you can enjoy some good eats on uh, the students. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Congratulations. Wow. It's here for Miss yeah. Christine Siaco, uh, who is from Highland Regional High School. So nice job. Um, and now we're on to Steiner High School in Hamilton, New Jersey. So let us know who the coolest teacher has been. Uh, text, text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number. Sorry, I'm a little out of it. I'm a little tired. Did the Game of Thrones thing last night. Normally don't stay up that late. I knew you were going to commit last night because how could you not? It's uh, yeah, a, it's kind of a global event. Yep, exactly. So, And, and you're sort of a fan. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Uh, hey, by the way, we do have some uh, guests on the show today. Uh, we're going to have John Waters on the program. Yeah. Uh, John is in town today, but he doesn't get in town till later on this afternoon. He's got an appearance tonight, so he's going to be giving us a call. Uh, but he will be at the Free Library at 7.30 tonight, and it's his new book called Mr. Know-It-All, The Tarnished Wisdom of a Fifth Elder. <laughs> filth, I think, right? Oh, is it a filth elder? I'm sorry, yes, a yeah. filth elder. That makes more sense. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk to John around 9 o'clock, and uh, we also have an announcement for a show coming up later on. We'll get to that Rambles our file time around 8 a.m. We'll take a break, come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is next. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question this morning. Going to give away a four-pack of the Big Apple Circus tickets. And that's at the Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, so the question I have for you this morning is this which Beatles album cover features the band wearing epaulets? Oh, two one five two six three WMMR. I'll spell that for you: E P A U L E T T E S. Okay, so which Beatles uh, Beatles album cover features the band wearing epaulets? I Looks guess, like Tasty Cakes. I guess that's how you pronounce it. So no, they're not Tasty Cakes. Uh, call right now, and we'll see if you know the answer. And I'll go through some birthdays today. Today is Monday, May twentieth. She stopped by not too long ago, turned 73 years old today. Cher ah, has her birthday Happy today. birthday to me. I guess, she, you know, there was a time when she was uh, she was nominated for an Oscar, right? Uh, Moonstruck. Yeah. Right, she won. Did she win it? She won. Okay. Uh, she won it. Nick, what did she win an Oscar for? Uh, I think it was that. Yeah, for Moonstruck. There we go. She was also nominated for Silkwood. Yes. Silkwood, that was it. She but was not- the uh, lesbian friend of uh, Meryl Streep. I got to guess that she can't act anymore because of all of that yeah. work that has been done on her face that she, she can't, can't really, show emotion can't emote anymore you know she looks like she was in the reactor during the china syndrome <laughs> uh no yeah I, but does yeah. she even want to anymore at this point you know the last she was very funny in that in Burlesque. stuck on 
Oh, I'm well, sorry. Burlesque is one of my guilty pleasures. I know, I know, I know. You know I love burlesque. But stuck on you, she was great. She's great. Yeah. She's dating a Frankie Nunez, Nunez right? Yeah. yeah. From yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Burlesque is a guilty pleasure, Preston. You should check it out. She's 73 today. Uh, Busta Rhymes. Wow. Has his birthday. Yeah. Don't you have that to a rapid fire? I do, I do. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah. I what? gotta, I gotta find. I think Casey C under... says this is possibly the fastest rap he's ever heard. Right? You know what? Though my son had me listening to something yesterday uh, that it might be called Two like Life the... Crew. No, but it might be called like the best rap ever, and it was. Um, I, I mean, it was definitely comparable. I don't. Know, I, I wish I could remember the name. But of don't it, worry but... about it. But this, this one, because I'm feeling like I'm running and I'm feeling like I gotta get away, get away, get away. Better know that I don't and I won't ever stop because you know I gotta win every day, day. She didn't really, really wanna pop me. Just know that you're gonna pop me. Really gone. This is gotta set it, then I gotta go and then I gotta get it, then I gotta blow and then I gotta shut it. Any little thing and think that he be doing because it doesn't matter because I'm gonna dead it, dead it. Then I'm gonna murder everything and anything about a boom about a bing. I gotta do a lot of things and make it clear to a couple that I always win and then I gotta get it again and again and again. I like how there's a bleep in there. Like, yeah. I'd be able to tell that yeah, there's exactly. a bleep. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's wild because that ran over the closing credits of Schindler's List. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it? wild, yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, you don't notice. Yeah. You're yeah. so emo- emotionally spent. <laughs> Buster Rhymes is 47 today. Uh, Cindy McCain is 65 years old on The View currently, right? Uh, no, that's Megan McCain. That's Megan McCain. Uh, right. the mother, right? Oh, that's the mother. mother. The mother. Yeah, mother. Uh, she is 65 today. Uh, Bronson Pinchot. What's going on with him? Balky. He turned 60 years old today. 60, wow. How about that? For some reason I thought he was older. I don't know what he's up to. Um, he was, is, he's a weird dude. He is a weird dude. He was yeah. on the Surreal? Yes. House, I Surreal Life. Surreal Life. Surreal Life. And that's that where you were like, oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. he's kind yeah. of a pervert. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He had a show on like DIY network where he was like restoring an old like house. Was he good? Was he did he have capabilities or is it just it, it perfect really, strangers restores a house? It's more like his personality and vision <laughs> and then other people do the work. I wish I could remember do the you know, name of you it. You know who did a similar it. show though? Oh. Who is actually the, really good is uh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, well he's a carpenter. Yeah. Uh this he just gave him ideas pretty much. Anyway, it was called the Bronson Pin Show project. Yeah. What a creative title. <laughs> it really went creative That's a genius, yeah. So he's 60 today. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, is that how you say his last name? Yes. Uh, he's 51 years old today. Deadwood, Sex in the City. Deadwood's coming back? Uh, yeah, for a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, how they'll do it. I've, I've watched the trailer. It looks really cool. I loved it. I loved yeah. it on its original go-around, and the show was actually doing well, and then they stopped it. They just stopped it in its tracks. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and then, speaking of HBO shows... Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey Baratheon, has his birthday today. Ah. And he is 27 years old. And uh, Casey, or, or was it Nick, or somebody was saying that uh, he hasn't done too much after Game Actually, he doesn't have done anything after Game of Thrones. And I think he may be typecast because he was such a little douchebag, <laughs> evil little bastard yeah. that he, he may he may not yeah. be able to play any other character that way. And the word is, actually, he's a really nice guy. Like the nicest kid on set. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah which is too bad. Yeah. And you call him kid, he's 27. I know, yes. Who did the, so who is the um, the the son uh, in the original John Wick? What character did he play on? Oh, uh, Theon Greyjoy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little bastard yeah, uh, yeah, in yeah, that movie. Right. Yeah, and he's, he's a little... Weird dude in uh, Game of Thrones. And as Steve, well. you would recognize Jack Leeson from uh, Batman Begins. He's the the kid. Yes, yeah. Uh, that yeah. looks up and sees uh, the Dark Knight for the first time, and then um, 
Uh, Christian Bale gives him a Bale, gives yeah. him a batarang or yep. something like that. Is yeah, that's com- that's Commissioner. No, no, that, on the street. Okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. It's just I even real, said it's a, anything. It's a real quick moment. Uh, so Jack Leeson, Joffrey Baratheon, one of the most evil little. Oh, I can't say it without dropping an F bomb or something. <laughs> right. Say yeah. it and hit the dump button. Uh, is it, well, do we know if the dump button? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not risking. We're not sure it's hooked up these days. Anyhow, uh, he's 27 years old today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. So, which Beatles album cover uh, features the band wearing epaulettes? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and I am going to go to Gabriel. Gabriel, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? Gabriel, what album cover are we talking about? Sergeant Pepper. You got it, bud. Yeah. So we're assuming military garb and accoutrement? Yeah, the, the epaulette is the little uh, frilly thing on the shoulder. Uh, yeah, well, yes, of course. Oh, oh, those, I forgot that. Those yeah. little uh, things that hang down there. Yep. Listen to so, this. Those are the epaulettes. And uh, since he got it right, we are going to set them up. With a four-pack of Big Apple Circus tickets, don't miss the all-new critics uh, show that the critics are calling magical and astonishing. Big Apple Circus is back now through June 16th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks and Tickets at uh, BigAppleCircus.com. So, congratulations. By the way, uh, the um, uh, the term epaulette in French means uh, little shoulder. Little shoulder. That's, that's what, adorable that's and, what it, and also uh, nonsensical. Translates to. Okay, at the box office over the weekend, Avengers Endgame has finally been knocked out of the top spot, and it is by uh, John Wick 3. Uh, ended up taking that. Uh, the first John Wick uh, had earned $43 million total domestically. The second earned $30.4 million on the opener, that is. And then uh, this one did really, really well and uh, took him $57 million plus. Solid take, yeah. Uh, followed by Avengers Endgame, which still made $29 million. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Yep. I was just pissed off because I wanted to see Endgame in 4D uh, on uh, Friday night, and it's not available 4D anymore because John Wick's 4D over at King of Prussia. Of, so, of the two, I think you'd you'd want to see Endgame mm-hmm. more in that 4D. That, now, John Wick is great, but yeah. um, there's more opportunity with Endgame. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I tried to call the operator. By the way, now that everybody's on like phone systems now, like uh, people don't have like phone etiquette anymore. So, like, I really I had a hard time trying to find out if Endgame was ever going to be available in 4D again, or if I just lost. That lost opportunity forever. forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Seize the moment. Tell someone you love them. Uh, Avengers Endgame was second, followed by Pokemon Detective Pikachu, A Dog's Journey, The Hustle, The Intruder, Long Shot. Uh, the Sun is also a star. Palms was ninth, and then rounding out the top ten with Ugly Dolls. So, a lot of TV last night. Mentioned Game of Thrones wrapped up. Really not going to cover any of that because, I mean, we may talk a little well, bit about it around it, yeah. but, but not diving right into it. But... But how did it end? American <laughs> Idol ended last night. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. oh, my so God! Sure you were all over that, right, Case? I actually watched. Uh, oh, I watched it uh, until nine o'clock until it was time for um, Game of Thrones. Game of what Thrones, season so. is this, Casey? For the the one that just wrapped up, seventeenth. Sorry, can to you imagine? For you. So you're on that show last night. You were named the winner, yeah. and now begins your life of complete anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a three hour extravaganza was filled with live three music hours. and familiar faces. Yep. Wow. In addition to the three remaining contestants, Alejandro. Aranda, uh, Lane Hardy, and Madison Vendenberg. Remember those names, because no one else will. By the way, Casey, did you, you did you see who won? I did. Okay. A number of uh, eliminated singers also returned to perform the finale. 
Uh, the finale featured collaborations between Dan and Shay and Vandenberg, as well as John Party with Hardy. John Party with Hardy? Yeah, Arana came through with an unforgettable solo performance of his own. Last year's winner, Maddie Pope, I think is how you say her name, or Poppy, uh, was uh, who was controversial... Controversially not invited to perform on the season finale, made a brief appearance to plug her new album, Whirlwind, release on Friday. Oh, she was not invited. Uh, so the winner was uh, Lane Hardy. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That is amazing to hear that news. I will say, though, that um, Madison Vandenberg, of course, uh, who came in third, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if you heard from her in the future. I she- would. Is a powerful, powerful vocalist, and she's only 17 years old. I was surprised that she didn't win, but like America doesn't know what they're doing. Well, this so, is Jennifer Hudson yeah. didn't win, mm-hmm. and she was she's incredible yep. and uh, very, very uh, you know she's had a very successful career. Uh, so anyhow, as always, the final elimination was saved for the end with the lights dimming uh, on Aranda and Hardy one last time after a nationwide vote. Lane and Hardy was crowned the new idol, earning a recording contract with Disney Hollywood Records. He closed out the show with his uplifting new single called Flame, having impressed the judges earlier in the night with his takes on Hank Williams' Jambalaya on the Bayou and Mark Broussard's Home. Uh, Hardy's victory was somewhat surprising for fans of Aranda, uh, who has been considered the frontrunner for weeks leading up to the finale. So, so the good money was on Aranda and not Hardy. Surprising, though, though, because, Preston, I actually showed you that guy, Alejandro. I showed you his audition because I was like, it was a really, really... Solid audition. It was a it was a uh, an original song, and it was it, I thought it was really well done. But then after that, I, I, I was underwhelmed, and I really, really did like him, and I was pulling for him. But I was underwhelmed by him the entire run of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. This Madison girl was uh, was I think one of my favorites. Uh, her, this guy Walker, and this other guy Jeremiah. Uh, those were my three I, favorites. I, I just can't. Here's the deal. How many I years like vocalists. No, and, I, and, and I know you do. For how many years, though, if you just take it as a game show, which is what it is. That's all it is. Right, and stop the, the, the pretense that these are going to go on and be superstars, which is statistically not even rem- remotely a good chance. For the same reason I watch John Wick, and we watch John right. Wick, and we love it, and we can, we can check all of that stuff at the door and right, just right, accept yeah. it for what it is. I enjoy listening to people sing, right. good singers. And that's why your show. And that's why I watch that. Yeah. All right. right, So this one's in the books. All right. Till next season. See if they are they going to do it. Yeah. Next season starts next Monday. All right. America, you messed up. So this happened on Friday after our show was over. Kim and Kanye named their baby. Ooh. Oh. Saw the name. The baby's name is Psalm. Oh Jesus. Oh my God. (laughs) Psalm West. Psalm. Like the biblical psalm. Yes. Like the biblical psalm. Is that how they? S A L M. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, the name obviously is... Or as bibli- he says, P-Sound. Uh, biblical in nature. Many were left scratching their heads about what, precisely, it signifies. Why didn't they call him Beatitude? Uh, Beatitude. Yeah, I mean, that's like a biblical thing, and it's got the word beat in it, right? And he's a he's a musician. That would have been way better. Although Psalm is a song. I've never heard the word Beatitude. Oh, really? Yeah, Blessed sorry. are the poor in spirit and that whole thing? No. That ain't my wheelhouse. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> bud. Uh, people- Me neither. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> People talked to insiders who said that it was uh, apparently an honor to Kanye and Kim's spiritual practice. Uh, A source said Kanye has been going through a spiritual revival lately. Uh, Every name has a meaning that is personal between Kanye and Kim and the child. Uh, A source also said that uh, they had a or Kanye had a meaningful name ideas weeks ago before Psalm arrived on May 10th. Psalm, by the way, means song in Hebrew. 
That's kind of nice. Yes. Uh, the source continued, uh, Kanye is very involved in choosing the names. He and Kim do exactly what every couple does when they each bring up names and the other one gives feedback. It's very traditional that I way. I like it. Uh, Kanye would never just choose a name that Kim doesn't like or vice versa. The names are things that they mutually agree upon. Why well, not Toe Tapper? I would hope so. <laughs> uh, Kanye landed on Psalm specifically because he identifies with King David, the source said. He does? He says, David was a mess, always falling into sin and messing up, but the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart, and Kanye loves that. So he, Kanye holds these sort of quasi... Services. He's now. been holding weekly Sunday services. Yeah, yeah. I and really enjoy watching them. Like they look pretty cool. Actually, they, they look awesome. And I think I want to say that he just sort of st- started them like quietly. Wasn't trying to like uh, make a thing, make a thing about it. But yeah. they were so great that uh, they ended up on the internet. Uh, and Kim has previously said that they have uh, served as a healing experience for him. These services that he does, so he's he's leading, he's preaching. He sort of leads a little bit. Yeah, it Not, seems to be. He's singing like the because it's like a big. Yeah, I don't. I the only it's thing like the I, end of it's like the end of American Idol, Preston, with the uh, choir and the <laughs> whole right, thing. Right. I don't see any preaching. I, I've only seen the songs, right? So I don't know if there's actual. I don't think he's up on a pulpit. A sermon on the like Mount? That. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just like... Can you know, I hear me? So you think it's just musical in nature? Yeah, I think it's... Okay. He, well, all, the, all, the only thing I've seen is him leading like a giant choir in a band. And, and the bounce house. And, and no <laughs> bounce. Well, I don't know what's behind the camera, Steve, so... <laughs> Uh, so the Kim is, uh, delving deeper in her spirituality, spirituality as well. The source says, I know that, uh, both of them read the Bible regularly now. Kanye loves the book of, uh, loves the books of poetry of the Bible. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, uh, Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes, uh, Song of Solomon. He reads them over and over. Uh, Psalms is the longest book in the Bible, but Kanye believes that there's a lot of wisdom in them. In so, the Bible, Psalms is like the double live album. Okay, so yeah. Psalm uh, joins uh, Saint Chicago and North to the list of names. Psalm bitch. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, that's what I think. Of <laughs> I that that. In there. What is that from? Psalm bitch. Psalm that's from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. That's what it is. Psalm bitch. <laughs> All right, so this was uh, fun to watch. Uh, a man in South Africa assaulted Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it was very bizarre. Video posted on Twitter showed a man rush past a 71-year-old security and land a jump, a flying side jump kick like to feet. Arnie's back. Yeah. Uh, and the guards came in and just tackled him, detained him, and got him out of there right away. So you know how big Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know how big Arnold Schwarzenegger is. You know how big his guards are going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy didn't, he didn't even knock Arnie no, over. And, no, You know, so Arnold wasn't hurt, thankfully, or anything like that, but we it was just bizarre. Audio of the encounter, and you can kind of hear Arnold go, <laughs> uh, Despite the man's running start, the former governor, apparently uninjured by the attack, uh, later posted a video of himself greeting fans on Twitter while adding in a subsequent message that he thought that he had been jostled by the crowd. He said, thanks for your concerns. Uh, but there's nothing to worry about. I thought I was just jostled by the crowd, which happens a lot. I only recognized I was kicked when I saw the video, like all of you. And I'm just glad the idiot didn't interrupt my Snapchat. Uh, here's a clip of it. What is this? I don't know why this guy did that. Well, he's screaming, help me, I need a Lamborghini. Is that what he said? Play it again. You hear me say it at the end. Back it up just a little bit. Help me, I need a Lamborghini. Okay, I couldn't understand. Open up, 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 open
Help me, I need a lamb. <laughs> I hear apple teeny. No, no, okay. back it up. I need an apple teeny. Uh, okay. Could be. Oh, Grandpa, oh, oh, no. Help me. I need an apple teeny. <laughs> yeah, an apple teeny. That man needs an apple teeny. He either needs a drink or a car. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he did it on a dare. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, maybe. And that and that sort of stuff pisses me off and scares me a little bit. If you remember, like, uh, John Belarus years ago was down the shore just finding his own business. Schwarzenegger jumped on his back. No, somebody walked up and peed on his leg and said, hey, John, looks like rain. And I'm like, that's a that's a douchey thing to do to somebody. It is, yeah. but that was pretty damn funny. Well. I mean, but if it yeah. happened to me, it wouldn't be funny. Oh, wouldn't no, be funny. I'd, be, yeah. I'd be livid, absolutely. Yeah. But it's John, and we know him, and uh, it's funny. <laughs> so it's funny. Yeah. Uh, a second video of the attack posted by the actor himself from a different angle showed that the man failed to even knock Arnie off with the uh, down with I'm, the flying jump kick. It's a flying jump kick. It's both feet hit his back, yeah, and Ar- yeah. Arnie just gets shoved a little bit. Yep. And then, the, of course, uh-oh, those are Arnie's guards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so they got that guy. I don't know what his deal was. Maybe well, they gave him a Lamborghini, Preston. <laughs> oh, good. And an Apple TV. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we couldn't understand, so we got you both. Here's a Lamborghini Look, look and there an in the cup holder. In the cup holder there, an Apple Tini. That's a great idea. This is a great day in my life. That could be a promotion. Lamborghinis <laughs> <Yeah>. and Apple <Tini's. laughs> Some kind of party that we have. Sure. Uh, all right, so Jennifer Garner is trying to figure out what the future holds in her relationship with John Miller, according to E.T., uh, the pair had reportedly decided to slow down their role after an intense beginning, but it seems that their romance is gathering steam again. Yes, the source tells E.T. We got along with you and together. In March, uh, Jen and John decided to slow things down a bit. Uh, Are you the guy who has the robotic hamburger makers? And uh, Jen, what's that? He missed. The guy has a company that makes robotic hamburger. Meals. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I've forgotten who this you guy is. You forgot about him, didn't you? John Miller. Uh, Jim was focused. Did you fo- forget about me? No, I'll never forget about you, E.T. Uh, Jim was uh, focusing, because you're always right here. Right here in your heart. Yeah. Turn uh, on your heart light. Jen was focusing on the kids, her career, and co-parenting Ben, adding that Jen and John are so compatible. You guys are very compatible. <laughs> are you looking for the music? Because we need I it am. to bring it all home. Music? <laughs> How it really label? sells the impression. <laughs> Shouldn't it be under E.T.? It should, but or it's why extra? Why would you put that? Why would is. you put E.T. music under E.T.? It, it was, was under E. Period T. E. Period T. Period. All right, so I'm here to interview both of you. Uh, the source I continued. come from a land far away in another galaxy. Uh, they have great. I'm chem- a botanist. They have great <laughs> chemistry and truly love each other's company. In the last couple of months, uh, while they've uh, taken a little time for themselves. Uh, they have missed each other and both realized they wanted to spend more time together. Uh, Miller's also reportedly comfortable with her celebrity status, and her friends love him. Uh, they started. How kinky does it get? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they started Did she use those robots to pleasure you. Dating last what do you summer. You do on my homeworld. <laughs> what do you do on that? I haven't been with a female ET in years. Yeah, my robot gets me off. They're tough to find. All right, so uh, this is sad news. Legendary comedian Sammy Shore died at the age of 92. Yes. Uh, he founded the Comedy Store and also happens to be the father of Paulie Shore. It's a great loss. Oh no. <laughs> 
Uh, Paulie took to social media to commemorate his father. He said, I'm saddened to let everybody know my father, Sammy Shore, recently passed away at the age of 92 from natural causes. He said, my parents divorced when I was three years old. And even though my mom was the one that raised me, my dad still provided for me the best he could. Uh, He went on to say he came uh, to Little League games, holidays, and birthdays. My dad sacrificed a lot of his career for his family, even though all he wanted to do was be on the road and tell jokes and be free. Sounds like a good man. (laughs) I guess he was. Um, 92. uh, To be honest, I thought he had passed away years ago. 92. I know she she had. I did. I I wasn't aware of his fate. But, uh, yeah, so feel bad for Paulie. Uh, Sophie Turner, yes, Game of Thrones, uh, Sansa Stark, gives her husband, Joe Jonas, credit for saving her life when she was, quote, mentally unwell. Joe Jonas saved her life. Yeah, the 23-year-old tells the Sunday Times that uh, he gave her an ultimatum when they first got together three years ago. She said, uh, he was like, I can't be with you until you love yourself. I can't see you love me more than you love yourself. And if you love yourself, please record it on your phone. (laughs) Uh, She said, that was something, him doing that. I think he kind of saved my life in a way. Shows he cares. Uh, He told uh, the Sunday Times that she was desperately unhappy, a complete mess, and even considered suicide at one point. Wow, you're learning all this uh, dark stuff about the cast, what they were going through all these years. Finally, she she sought therapy and slowly but surely found her way out of the darkness. Mm. Uh, and she's going to be a Nick. I just pulled up. Yeah, the Dark Phoenix is uh, in theaters June seventh. So, Coming out, she's, yes. She's Jean Grey in that. Yeah. I, I hope um, the last one was okay. Um, there were some good elements was to it, it. The Apocalypse one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was okay. I ended up liking it. Yeah, yeah. but the um, uh, this I hope this really delivers. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right, the forty eight feature from Woody Allen. A rainy day in New York has been uh, pulled from distribution by Amazon following renewed accusations of sexual assault. (laughs) However, the film is still being released in Europe and Japan, and the first trailer from the film has been released. So it's Elle Fanning, Jude Law, and Timothy Chalamet. To be honest, there's so so much of the stuff that he's done over the past years has been so boring, and, and I don't know, I just, you know, I hate to be like, there's a scene in the in his version of Eight and a Half, I forget what is the, uh, what the name, uh, maybe Stardust Memories, um, where where the aliens, actually aliens land and say, why don't you make funny films like you used to make? Oh, you really? Know? Yeah, so even he knows. Yeah. But he, he gets he gets so into the artsiness, and it, it, it's a, a micro, microcosm of the kind of people he hangs out with, and it just... There's no connection. There was one that came out in 2011 called uh, Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson. That was good. Yeah, I like that one a yeah. lot. But, but uh, that was a little, lot more whimsical than yeah. the usual stuff. But Blue Jasmine, I tried because we got the screener copy for the SAG. Award. No. Oh, my God. No. Man. It just was, I didn't, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I was the same way. I watched a little bit of it. I'm like, this is going nowhere for yeah. me. So, all right, one last story. Blue Waffle was good, though. <laughs> Blue Waffle. The sequel. Yeah. One last story. About 18 million tuned in to watch the uh, final uh, and 279 episode of CBS's The Big Bang Theory last Thursday night, so the numbers have come in 18 million or so. Uh, the finale scored uh, 3.1 rating the 18 to 49 demo group in its uh, two-hour finale. Uh, was, by the way, the longest-running multi-cam comedy in U.S. television history and managed to eke out the highest entertainment series in its final year in total viewers. So they did a cool thing, and I think they probably should have done something like that with Game of Thrones, but they did, so they did an hour episode uh, and then they did uh, Young Sheldon, which was sort of a prequel to all of the history of all their characters, which was cool. And then they did a half hour 
review of the show and, and moments and behind the scenes and showing you sets and all that stuff, and it was pretty cool. Well, Game of Thrones is doing a full-on behind-the-scenes okay, thing cool. that's uh, coming up. I'm not sure the date. They, they hit it right after the, mm-hmm. uh, the episode aired last night, but... I tried to get a beat on when that's going to be coming up, and I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, it's HBO, so it'll run a few times. But that should be really, really and good. And Paulie Shore's hosting, you said? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's the one who's uh, hosting the whole thing as the weasel character. Yeah. Buddy. By the way. All right, we're ready for the clips. DC's Legends of Tomorrow follows the Time Masters traveling through time to defend their timeline. In this clip, Arthur Darville, who plays Rip Hunter... Gets excited about DC, uh, highlighting the smaller characters. Here we go. They've brought a bunch of characters, kind of the, uh, a lot of them are kind of the lesser known. I'm really glad that the Rip Hunter is is being shown on TV because he's such a kind of minor DC character that was explored to an extent, and I think there's so much further that it can be taken. So I feel I feel quite honoured to be given that challenge. Shut up, dummy. Uh, season four finale of DC's Legends of Tomorrow airs tonight, eight o'clock. That's on the CW. When they first came to me, it's the Rip Island said his character's going to be inspired. I thought it's going to be compelling because he's a comic book. He's a limited character. It's just a paycheck, is what it is. <laughs> Here's the next clip. The Enemy Within features an FBI agent who must work with a traitor to catch a fugitive. In this clip, Morris Chestnut mm. discusses the trouble of handling emotion while on the set. I've had emotional scenes, and it's tough because you get on set, you become like a family, and you're working with a huge ensemble cast, and everyone's happy and having fun and talking about what they did the night before, but yet i got to go sit in the corner and stay in character because I have a lot of emotion come up. Shut the f*** up! Uh, season one finale of The Enemy with Ann Ayers. Night, 10 o'clock, that is on NBC. Is that the one your wife has a crush on? Um, No. Uh, not him, and man, I forgot the actor's name, and I forgot the show. Is it uh, CSI or SWAT? No, it's or not CSI. NCIS? It's the one with uh, Joe Montaigne and... Cold Case! Cold Case. Yeah, baby what girl. I forgot the actor's name. I think it's Cold Case. Yeah, I think that's it. There's too many of those shows. I know. There's a lot of them. Criminal here. Minds. Criminal Come Minds. Yeah. Damn it, I lose. Oh, Damn, so I bet it all. You bet it all. Damn it, I bet it all. Oh, man. And the actor's name is uh, Shamar Moore. Shamar, oh, there you go. Yeah, there you good-looking go. Good-looking dude. He is a real good-looking dude. All right, and there you go. That's what I got for you in the entertainment <laughs> report. We're going to have to take a quick break, but not before I give away the last of the movie screening passes for the hot zone we have. The screening is tomorrow night. And it will be at the Ritz of the Boars, and I can take five callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. You need to be there no later than 630 because the movie starts at 7. Listeners, complimentary popcorn and soda. Casey is hosting it, presented by National Geographic, and it's a three-night limited series inspired by the true events surrounding the origins of Ebola and its arrival on U.S. soil in 1989. It premieres May 27th on National Geographic. But that's tomorrow night, so if you want to go... Give us a call right now, 215-263-WMR. We chose another high school. It's Steinert High School in Hamilton, New Jersey. Yeah! Who needs to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. We had a winner a little while ago from Highland Regional, and that was Miss Christine Sioko. Uh, and now we're going to find out who at Steinert is the coolest teacher of the year, according to the student body. So if you want to vote for a teacher, text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number tomorrow morning. We'll find out who that is. We'll be back in just a moment. MMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore. 
Think of it as complete concert coverage to kick off summer and your Memorial Day weekend. Friday, May 24th, we're broadcasting live all day from some iconic shore points. Join the Preston and Steve Show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood. Presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Dig your toes in the sand in Atlantic City with Pierre Robert live from Margaritaville. Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Inlet in North Wildwood with Victory Brewing Company's Summer Love and the first official flip-flop nation party. WMMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Well, it happened last night. Eight years, eight seasons of, uh, and by the way, we're not going to discuss any specifics about Game of Thrones. We're going to go, we're going to circle around all of that, but we're not going to get into it. Just who lived and who died, right? Yeah, we'll tell you exactly. No no plot points. What happened. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's it's all done, and, uh, you know. Can I I ask you something? I stayed up late last night to watch it, yeah. So you watched it, you did, and any show that I've ever loved and loved the way you love uh, Game of Thrones, and, and as many do, what was it, the 18, you know, how many millions watched it last night? It was huge. I'm not sure, yeah. Uh, but uh, after it, I always feel a bit of a sense of loss. Um, Exactly. In fact, the first thing, the first words out of Casey's mouth this morning to yeah. me were, I'm sorry for your loss, Preston. <laughs> yeah. And then you threw me some thoughts and prayers. I appreciate that. Always, man, thoughts and prayers. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. It's, I mean, leading up to this excitement and everything is, uh, you know, anticipatory. And yes. then it happens and it's over. And then, you know, it's like the, uh, the, the Olympians who train a good portion of their lives and then the event comes and goes, and yeah. maybe they win, and and after that, it's like, well, now what? Now you know, it's like it's, <laughs> you know? it's like uh, when you've been having a great time at a place, like at a, at a nightclub or a bar or something, and then the lights come on. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's the thing. I, I, I'm okay with how everything ended last night. I really, really am. I, well, you know, yeah, me too. Everyone agrees with you. <laughs> but but no, the thing it's is, completely I'm still, divided, yeah. I'm not happy. And it's not because of the way everything ended up. I'm not happy because it's over. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, it real like. Well, the truth of the matter what? is, as you know, there is all sorts of other uh, series planned the around the world of, yeah. of, of yeah. the whole Game of Thrones universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, not seen it. I haven't seen any episodes this season. I was uh, caught up until this season. Um, but I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I'm, I've been I'm able to avoid spoilers Rather successfully throughout this season. I know some things happen to certain characters because you see all the, their names trending on Twitter or whatever. Um, I'm wondering how long I'll be able to make it like this week without okay. hearing something. Here's the deal. And I was just talking to you. We have a couple of guests hanging out in our studio, Greg over here. And I was saying, Nick, if, if you find out something important at this point, it's your own fault. Oh, it's on me. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Well, oh, uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Get this. Okay. My wife just started. I mean, she's binging. She's like completely addicted and she honored our agreement to watch it together by totally ignoring our of agreement course, to watch yes. it together. That's a good point. And, and so, and so she's, uh, you know, but she's so much into it. She goes, I, I got to be careful on social media. I said, hon, you just have to accept that yeah. you are going to find right. out major sure. plot. Just enjoy it for what it is. And in a way, almost, you can enjoy it in a different way. So just yeah. go along for the ride. Yeah. I remember when the Red Wedding happened. Knowing about Billy it, Idol, right? No, no, no. In Game That's of Thrones, right. oh, oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know exactly what it was. So, I, I, if you want to avoid spoilers, you can, unless somebody directly talks to you about it. Or you're in the room, and, they, and then they drop something. You, you can, know? you can do it effectively to a point where, like, on something that is such a 
pop culture explosion as is this. Right. Yeah. Or like with, with the Avengers. You can do it to a level, but you can't get pissed off if something slips exactly. through. Right, but you know what, Nick? The, the Red Wedding, I knew what happened because somebody like spliced it into something that I wasn't expecting. Oh, that blows. So, so it was, it was it a was cat real. on a Roomba video. Um, but and if you remember, they... like the first act that created the Red Wedding, like the, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just kind of like watching and uh, something else. I'm watching something else, oh, and then boom, that comes. I was like, "What? what the, I don't even. I don't understand what's happening." And then when I got to that episode of the Game of Thrones, I was like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, I, I totally know what happened." Yeah, here. you're gonna know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, you just gotta you gotta try to dodge that stuff, or the moment you get a chance, dive in and watch it. Nick. Right. I will. Did, did you Did you have any uh, special food? Did you dress up? Were you wearing yeah. a Game of Thrones shirt? I started to. I, I put on the shirt that I'm wearing now, and right. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna put on a shirt until I know uh, who is uh, because there had to be at the end some kind of a, a someone who claims ownership of. You know, leading the the realm, and and I was going to wait uh, to wear the proper shirt. But anyhow, no, I just I I went in my room. I shut the door by myself. I uh-huh. turned the TV up almost as loud as it would go. Oh, and I turned the lights off. Does anybody else in your family watch? No. Oh, okay. Nope. Not a single person. I have no one to talk to about. That. <laughs> Me neither. At home. And uh, press. I did the same thing. Shut the door. Turned the volume up to fifty. Pull my pants. Down. <laughs> Pull my pants down. Yeah. Put them back on because my kids were away. Yeah, pounded um, away. Turned on the set. But uh, but I was getting pissed off. Like my daughter came into the room. As if we don't have like ten rooms in the house. That she, yeah. you know, like, well, Shamus, Avery was watching Shut the TV up. too loud, and so, uh, like, you know, I go, I turn to her and I, as calmly as I possibly, hun, I've literally been waiting ten years for this. <laughs> okay, like ten years. I don't love you. Yeah. Hey, and I then, never wanted you, <laughs> but I love this show. No, I Fif- yes. Fifteen minutes left in the episode. Isn't that a given though? All three kids came in. You know, like, oh, listen, I don't have to give you guys a kiss goodnight every night, all right? <laughs> you, know what, you know what's interesting? I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, 10, some roughly, you know, these amount of years that, that you've been waiting for this. And, and I started to reflect on how long the show has now been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that goes with any show that you've committed to from beginning to end and you let it go. Like Breaking Bad would be one, you know, yeah. that ran for oh, yeah. five years. Um, and, and I started to think about, I remember like the first time I heard about the show coming up was with a group of people, uh, some, some, a couple's house that we were over. I'm, we're not even friends with them anymore. Nope. That's how long I've been watching this show. I realized so, we had a full on discussion. I'm like, wow, we don't even socialize with those guys. That was anymore. the first time you heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First you, time you were at it. a swingers party. Yeah. And yeah. 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 <laughs> no, and, that's why. And then I started to think about, well, you know, yeah, people have come and gone some, Babies have been born. People have died. All these things have happened over the stretch. It's been a big chunk of time that I've committed to this program and loved so much. Well, it's listen. These we this show deals extensively with pop culture, and it's so much. It's 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 a commonality, you know, that we all at least most of us. I don't know anyone who just totally says I ah, pop culture. <laughs> There's something that you that you yeah. you like and can find that you like. We were talking about this at the barbecue with a few people. Pressed and the the complexion of what was. The adoration and enjoyment of pop culture has changed because of so much delayed viewing. Whereas you could not have a situation as we had with Lost years ago, where we yeah. could we could go and talk about it the next day because everyone was, yeah. was a very communal watching experience. Yeah. But uh, still, like I remember when the the re the reboot the redo of Battlestar Galactica, the second go around, the series that was on Sci Fi. Yeah. One of the greatest television series ever. And many, when, many people actually yeah. agree with you on that. I've never seen it, but I've heard it's amazing. And when it wrapped up, I was, I think it's the reaction I'm getting from you guys with Game of Thrones. I was satisfied, mm-hmm. but you, there's no way you can go on a journey like that that is as emotionally wrought and all this stuff 
and have it wrap up totally perfect to everywhere in your oh, no. mind you'd set you know you'd set the expectation level at yeah. it just can't be people are almost always going to be disappointed yeah, yeah. in some way shape or form and to that by the way i uh, yesterday i was out and about we had three different things we had a we had a cheer banquet we had a band banquet we had a graduation party <laughs> so i was talking to a lot of people yesterday i ran into a lot of game of thrones fans and every single person i talked to has loved the past few episodes, as opposed to all this you've been seeing about online. Yeah, yeah. And there's a big... But uh, somebody yeah. put it to me this way. You know what? Those people all find each other, and then they make a lot of noise. Yeah. Uh, but every single person I spoke to yesterday was, I'm loving this. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. So nope. I'm like, yes, thank you. And I let them know that every person I ran into had said the same thing. Uh, so I have an example of mine in mind of, of the question I'm about to ask. But have you guys ever watched a finale of a show that you weren't invested in uh, most of the rest of the episodes. Yes, I watched um, uh, McDreamy. What was uh, oh, Grey's Anatomy? Uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. I watched, it's not but that's not a finale. Uh, sorry, but it, well, it was it was just a um, when, when not he, a series. When it was he a left season, the show, it was a season. I forget. I for, he was shot. I think in, in one of the. And it, <laughs> he I was choked like, to death on a tongue depressor. But it, but it made me go back. I was like, all right, I think I want to watch part of the show now. Okay, you know, okay. I didn't go. I, I didn't watch the entire thing. But to I, your to your point, Nick, about have you ever like the final episode of a series? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what I was about to comment on. Seinfeld. I'm one of the few Americans that really didn't get into Seinfeld. I I appreciated its humor and everything, but I just didn't dive into it like everybody else did. And, of course, it was a huge pop culture event. Mm -hmm. So we had, like, a viewing party and everything. Yeah, and so I went, and and I watched it, and I just... I wasn't getting everything. Yeah, but, and that, but that last episode wasn't even that good. It was a a bad episode. It was a bad episode. It was was bad, and it took... These characters that were the, the whole idea of the if we're concerning Seinfeld, these characters that were sort of removed and really not—they were reprehensible—but they were still there was still elements of likability that yeah. kept you moving along with them. And um, the the last episode just sucked all of that out. It basically made them witness to a crime that they didn't do anything yeah. to stop. Yeah, it, it it pointed out all of their flaws and and how terrible they were and, as and people, didn't, and didn't reward the no. audience in some way for watching it. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown. Yeah, um, but yeah, I the last one that I the last episode of a, a series that I didn't watch and I loved it was uh, Six Feet Under, and uh, Six Feet Under was a really good show. I just never got into it. I, I would catch episodes here and there. The last episode of that show, the way that it wrapped everything up. And this was a show that I was not emotionally involved with. I got emotional about it. They just, I mean. Did it make you go back and, and watch the rest of the series? Not all of it, but, okay. but bits and pieces of it here and there. But the way that they, they took these characters, and the, it was their show about death, and they, um, and this is a spoiler alert because it's 10 years later. But <laughs> Casey's covering his ears. Oh, he doesn't want to know about Six Feet Under? About six Feet Under. Okay. Okay. No, his ears no, hurt. I actually, it's, it's on my list. I actually started watching the very okay. first episode. Oh, okay. ears. Well, well, then I won't go say ahead. Say it. Say it out loud. Sing it proud. The I mean, show's been off the air forever. Has it? Yeah. When did that? When did that it end? It was about ten years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Before Dexter. Yeah, yeah, don't okay. tell me how Gunsmoke ends. Well, by the way, so Steve sent me this article, and I think it was from USA Today. I'm not 100% sure, but um, it was the uh, the best and worst series finales. Yes. And the number one, as far as the best goes, according to them, is Six Feet Under. Are you kidding? No. Wow. Yeah, that's what they ranked as the best ending. Well, Casey, you were going to enjoy it. Of <laughs> series of all time. So I, I don't know exactly what happens, but they rank there. So I'll run down of, uh, the list here. Yeah, and, yeah. And we don't have to go into too much detail, but... Uh, number two on their list was New Heart. New Heart had such a great turnaround ending. The, 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 there were two iterations. There was the Bob Newhart show, and then there was New Heart. So the New, New Heart show ends with a hearkening back to the Bob Newhart show, where he's in bed with Suzanne Plachette at the end, and it's the series never took place. It was very funny. Uh, number three on the list was MASH. Very, very emotional. Ending. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I thought it was... 
I don't know. I thought it was overwrought, you know? And apparently the uh, 200 million Americans that watched it. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the biggest TV viewings of all time, right? Yeah, yeah, it was huge. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yes, the big uh, group hug at the end. was ranked, yeah. And they managed to throw in... A laugh in the middle of that yeah. unbelievably emotional moment. There, they all have this. They're all crying and they're hugging each yeah. other, and it's really you're, you're just you have tears running down your face. And they realize they need a tissue, which the box of tissues is across the room. So they they all in this group hug slowly shuffle over together to get the tissues. It was yeah. hilarious. It was great, yeah. Steve. The way that your mind works, I, when you started that sentence with the group hug, I thought you were going to say the group sex. At the end. And I, like, I the just... group sex at the end of Mary Tyler Moore was great, especially when Ted finished off on Murray. Oh, See, that's a Steve Morrison moment. I, I swear to God, I thought that's, that's the direction you were headed. off on Murray. On his bald head. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, number five on their list is Battlestar Galactica, Steve. Yeah. That says a lot. Uh, in in something like in company with shows like Mash and and Newhart, Mary Tyler, that they put Battlestar Galactica up there, and I at Battlestar Galactica. And like you have told me for years, and many other people, that is one of the best TV series they've ever seen. Uh, there again, yeah, Preston. What, the, the, when you come in after, that's why I will eventually watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, and and I need to get away from the the, the whole deal now that my wife has decided to break our pact. Uh, but um, that whether you just you come in and you go, oh my, I can't believe what I that episode just blew me away. One right after another after, and they. It, by the way, it went through its high points and went through its low points, and you know, you 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 go you go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Hey, is The Office on this list? Uh, nope. Okay, nope. That uh, wrapped up really well. This it, list is from late 2018. Okay, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, All right. right. So uh, then you had the The Sopranos as number six is one of the best mm. series finales. Now a lot that of people you remember, like do you remember how controversial that was? Because yeah. it it ends with a non definitive ending. Everyone <laughs> wanted to know if in the world of the mafia and and the Tony's world, if he would end up getting whacked, but it was the family sitting in a diner as Journey played, you know? Uh, you know I, what? Actually, that was one that I watched. I, I did see some of the episodes prior to, but I didn't follow it religiously, but I watched that What, last what did you episode. think, Kathy, I for not it, having I mean, seen it? For yeah. not having seen it, I thought it was a good ending. Yeah. And it was open-ended. I mean, there, it was open to interpretation. A lot of people think that it Tony was was killed. I'm waiting on my hash browns. <laughs> I ordered some hash browns. But it's not definitive. <laughs> Can I get this button a little better? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, 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 now, this is my opinion, but I think that most people don't want an open ending. They no. would like to tell you, you to tell them what happens. But you know, well, the, the, the creator of the series, David Chase, David Chase stands by it. There, sure. but again, if that episode didn't exist oh. and all you had was the great show before it, which had again its wealth of mind blowing episodes. Mm. I, I, I watch. It's it's great. By the way, that's another one that I didn't watch, but I did watch this season oh, okay. of the series finale. Yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be doing a, a prequel to it. I, I don't know if it's going to be a movie or the baritones. Uh, nope. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be. Hey, you want to go out for something? <laughs> uh, Tony in high school. <laughs> Tony, you're no, really, serious? Li- really? really? Yeah, uh, little Tony. Uh, no, no. Like what his formative years and what it was like growing up uh, in in a mafia family. What about the? Is that what the movie is? That's what I'm. That's okay. what I just said. Yeah, because they're also planning another series. You know, I don't think it's gonna be a series. I think okay. it's gonna be a standalone movie. But HBO is not quite sure, and uh, I don't know if David Chase is involved. It seems like uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Proverbial balls up in the air. Here are some of the other ones that were ranked as the best series finales of all time. The Shield. 
is number seven on their list. The Shield was great. I, I I watched a couple of seasons and didn't make it all the way to the end, but it had a, one of those great characters that, is, and I guess um, Game of Thrones is replete with them, where one week you're like, yeah, this guy's this a good guy. And the other guy goes, this is the worst guy <laughs> yeah. who's yeah. ever born. Most yeah. definitely there's some complex characters. Uh, then you had uh, number eight was Cheers. Uh, man, Cheers had a perfect ending. Yeah, it was like awesome. That. Sorry, like bars closed. I think that's what the name what, was. Yeah, what, what a great mm-hmm. way to end it. I agree. It I was think we're closed. Symbolically. We're closed. Yeah. 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 I would we have... don't serve your kind. Uh, <laughs> and they, had, they ended with like a, a very a racist, very racist wow. moment. We don't serve Sorry, your kind. We don't this serve is Boston. I was hoping, though, <laughs> Boston. <laughs> what, what did you say? Um, no, I was hoping that they were going to show Vera Peterson uh, because she had always been alluded to for the, oh. the entire run of yeah. the series. And I was hoping that the gag was that she was just an absolute knockout. Like, you know what right. I mean? Um, and Norm's that, wife. But Norm's for that, wife, for yeah. those last, you get down to the money shot, the last yeah. minute, and he's there. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, that, that you know, uh, last and, second. And right before he goes, you remember, he straightens the picture of Coach yeah, yes. on the wall. Uh, Geronimo. Uh, or Geronimo, which yeah. was... Uh, which was in Ernie, um, uh, in Nicholas Colasanto's locker. So it, it was a nod to Coach. A nod to him. That yeah. was so cool. And uh, and Sam finally realizes after Norm uh, tells him that his <laughs> one true love in life is the bar. The bar. Yeah. Uh, is is he, does he, does he say, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch? That's yeah, something the, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. What he says? What is that? What he says? Yeah, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch alive, or something okay. like that. And then he says, "We don't serve your kind." <laughs> yeah, we don't serve. Your kind. <laughs> Get Sorry. out of here! Sorry, we don't ruining serve your this kind. city. <laughs> what? Why would you take that pivot at the last ten seconds of a beloved series? <laughs> he throws a spot, a, a, a pot of scalding hot water, and a homeless person Get out sitting out of here in front of peeing all over the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> all right, so two more on this list of the best. Uh, series finales, and we'll go on to the worst. Yes. According to this list. Uh, number nine is Breaking Bad for the best. That did, I thought that wrapped up nicely. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever encountered anyone who was a fan all along the series, all the way to the finale, who doesn't agree with it being one of the absolute best yep. endings of a series ever. Yep. Uh, and then this one uh, is number 10 on the list, The Americans. Yes, which is the uh, the, the family of Russian spies living in the States. It's got Car- Felicity in it. Felicity. Right? Felicity. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Russell. I'm nice. watching it. Comrade Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that wrapped up nicely. I don't uh, know. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what's not on the list, though, Preston, well, if I may, and I think yeah, you would agree? Please. Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. I've All heard- good things. That final episode. It has been so long since I've seen that, but I remember I loved it. It, it began with Q in the pilot episode oh. and ends with Q. And, and, and so at, at one His point... His nephew dies and that kind of... Yeah, right. I remember and then that. All, all three ships are... Uh, there's a vortex and, and the original... They're all meeting in this whole thing where they have to, you know, hold too much to say yeah. other than I was crying my eyes out. And the final scene is the you know the captain never came in and played cards with everybody. Yeah. Picard, he was too busy and he didn't think they wanted him to come in and play cards with them. And that was the final thing that they did. It was just beautiful. Yep. Well done. All right, here's some of the worst ones. Uh, and I went from uh, I went from the number one spot down. Uh, oh, there's uh, only f- there's only change it up. I know, Bill. <laughs> there's only like four or five. Bill, there's only five of them. All so. right, well then go three, four, two, one, and five. Uh, no, I'll start with five. <laughs> Uh, the worst endings, according to this uh, article, Charmed, 
on the wow. WB. People uh, care. Again, it should be a show that people care about. I'm sorry. No one gives a rat's ass. Shoot the messenger. Yeah. It's like small wonder. Everyone was disappointed when she. Her, her servos shorted out. <laughs> Who cares? She can no longer lift the couch. Uh, number four is Dexter. Dexter which was case a, you watch. a big oh, yeah. series for people. What yeah. did you think, Casey? Um, I thought it... Re- no, the ending was terrible. Okay. It absolutely it was just a horrendous ending. Um, but the last couple of seasons, it just got... Like, Petered out. It really did. I so mean, you when were, they gave you him a girlfriend and then, you know... You weren't... You weren't um, Unprepared for a less than satisfying ending. That's see, that's the issue. A show like The Sopranos, excellent all the way through. So when it and when it does end on us on a note that's not quite in line with the rest of the show, that's when it hits more. But in this, you were sort of prepared for it to sort of stink. Well, you, I really feel like I mean, this dude's a serial killer. Yeah, and you, you spend a couple of years rooting for this guy, and then you, you know, like how about? Maybe he like gets his 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 due his due yeah mm-hmm. uh, like and I you feel weird like this dude's killing people and you're rooting for it like I I, I feel I don't feel right about that right uh, number three on this list is for worst series wrap ups Lost mm-hmm. yeah. if yeah. I had a feeling that would be on there and we we had a talk at the barbecue with uh, Pierre about this you know we were sitting back there talking about how the show again it gave us incredible amounts of viewing pleasure it was yeah. a great complex story but i i i said to pierre and, and I, he agreed there were too many open ends that they didn't follow through they on never, they and, never and, it, and it was totally. clear that they didn't know how to finish it up and it you know and it it, it ended exactly the way they said it wasn't going to end and i yeah. think that was the big i think that was a big problem was they said it is not going to end this way that's not what it is yeah and then they were like well we have nothing else to do yeah we'll exactly it that uh, way. that's the only way that yeah. we can end I, I, this like, like they've made yeah. statements it's that it wasn't going to end that way they made statements throughout the entire run of the show that it wasn't purgatory yeah and it's, it's limbo purgatory. that's what it is it's not purgatory now it's we'll limbo. get emails yeah. from people going wasn't purgatory no for all intents and purposes they were sitting in a church yeah, it was a waiting room. Yeah, yeah. The so, only thing missing were the highlights magazines. I was a little disappointed. I wasn't. It didn't destroy me. It didn't say like what a waste of all these years. No, you know? but I was just it, like, eh, you could have done better. I was mad. I thought it was a yeah. terrible ending. But you remember the first time you saw like the Dharma symbol on the shark, and you're like, oh my god, what what's going on here? Yeah, yep. and yep. then what was it? Nothing. <laughs> Dharma need never have existed. Uh, namaste, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number two is Seinfeld. We just we yeah. spoke about that already. Uh, and number one on this list for worst uh, series finales, and I didn't watch any of this show, is How I Met Your Mother. I know it was very popular. Wow. Uh, did very well, and I don't know how it ended. But, it was okay. It was yeah. a sitcom, though. And you, I mean, yeah. you know, and, and so I think we tend to get a little bit, bit more, as you would imagine, tied up in the dramas. But I thought it was a, it was a fine ending, you know. Steve, a text just came in, and uh, I'm surprised this wasn't on the list, but seen elsewhere. That a lot of people thought that that was a um, a cop out. Well, uh, some oh, yeah. people did. It was an autistic child looking at a snow globe, and and he had made up the whole St. Elsewhere story in his mind. Is yeah. what we were led to believe. The hospital was in yeah, the globe, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. which is that's kind of you know a hospital, really. Well, I mean, you know. here's what happens. Then you mean all of the drama, all of the loss, and all of the all of those great moments mm-hmm. between these characters was just nothing. Yeah, and 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 I I think it's cool that they took a shot at that. But you've got to get people who have been watching the show and invested all that time in it. You got to give them something that says, "Okay, you know, look at Endgame. Look at how be- beautiful Endgame takes 
All of these stories ain't not only gives you what you want, gives you things you didn't even know you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about Endgame a lot uh, since I've watched it. Um, um, there's a part of me that really enjoy because I loved it so much, I wish there was more of a pause until the next one came out. And yeah. I, I feel like it, just a little bit of a rush to Spider-Man. I get it. I understand what Marvel's doing. And, and yeah. But even, like, with the trailer for Spider-Man, when they're referencing the things that just happened in Endgame, <laughs> Endgame was such a great way to wrap up that part of this Marvel universe. Let me let, let that sit for a little bit, you know? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the response is to Spider-Man. By the way, there's a group, there's an organization uh, that is apparently... Offering counseling for those who were distraught at the end of uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Talking and, about that sense of loss, right? The way, yeah, the way they put it, I, I like this, says the finale of a show was always going to leave fans distraught after eight years of enjoyment. So we've launched a specialized Game of Thrones counseling service to help bereft fans seek support and get the help they need through this tough time. Fans can speak to qualified counselors who are familiar with the series to discuss plot twists and storylines. The professionals will help them digest their feelings and interpret interpretation of the show, which could range from anger and confusion to sadness and grief. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, uh, the counselors will be on hand to guide fans on how to move on after almost a decade of fandom. And uh, charges is like forty bucks or something like that for a thirty minute session. I will say, <clears throat> despite loving the entire run and and being very very happy with how everything everything ended, Preston during the commercial break, I want to tell you and and Nick Murphy, I, I think they could have done one other thing last okay. night. Last night okay. that everybody would have been like, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. There's uh, listen. There's all kinds. You of mean the commercials points. or the series? Like if they brought back Madge or something like that? <laughs> no, no, no. The series. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, soaking yeah. in the, it. The Palm Olive <laughs> commercials. Uh, listen, I um, I was happy. Let me let me just give you my basic uh, right. review. You're spo- by the way, spoiler. We've been entirely yeah, spoiler free. I'm not going to give yeah. you any anything that's going to spoil if you haven't seen it yet. But but I'm I'm satisfied with how it ended. I think that some shortcuts were taken. I was just talking to listener Greg, who's here in our studio. Had they had three or four more episodes this season, I think they could have really fleshed it out better. I wasn't upset with it, but I was like, okay, you know, uh, at the end. But I had anticipated maybe feeling that way, yeah. as usually happens with most series finales, where you're not going to be 100% satisfied. So I went into it. Knowing that I would probably be that way, so I'm not disappointed. You know, think about the miracle of getting something that can hold your attention yeah. for this many years and be as good as it was. I'm I'm operating on what I hear the feedback is. I will watch it at some point. That alone gave you so much time of joy over over that amount of time. It's it's a win, regardless yeah. of how yeah. it ends. Yeah, but they did. They they once again they surprised me with their decision on how to end it. I did not see what happened coming, and I ran through several scenarios of what I thought maybe was going to happen. And yeah. They picked one that I didn't even consider. So spring break, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's time. Listen, winter's over, dude. Yeah. Time to hit the beach. Yes. <laughs> and then a scene where they're holding up their hot dogs on sticks yeah. in front of the dragons. Winter has come and gone. <laughs> spring break, going to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> That'd be awesome, right? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Instead of <laughs> instead of a sword, they've got like you know those half yards of uh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! But it's uh, yeah, it's it's a, a big era that's come to a close as far as uh, entertainment goes. But what what's also promising is the fact that they were able to do something with that production value on that scale. Um, that you know, there's going to be other series that are going to hit that 
that benchmark and, it, and be that good. It already is in that they, um, you know, they can pull off stuff on a slightly lesser budget with the uh, computer wizardry. And if you look at the making of Game of Thrones over the years, you know, a lot of times they're just they're standing in a in a lot, sure. you know, and and everything else is is created around them. So yeah. what they can do, I mean, even the dragon stuff and all, it's just amazing. Yep. So uh, well, anyhow. It has come and gone. We will await the next big thing that comes along. But uh, Game of Thrones, if, if you have not, if, if this is all completely uh, foreign to you, I recommend you check out the show. I really loved it. But if, uh, you know, but if medieval type settings and dragons aren't your thing, you're not going to like it. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, it's really, really, that the entire first season actually is very little to do with any magic or wizardry or any of that. It's a lot of politics and family and struggle for power and stuff. It's really, really well done. Um, So anyhow, that is that. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. How about Case, when is this? Um, That is next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. At 5 o'clock, actually. Okay, well, we can do this. We have a screening of the new Godzilla movie. Yeah! Yeah, it'll be at the UA Riverview in IMAX, uh, and it's at 5 p.m. like Casey says. It's a little bit early on a Tuesday, so keep in mind because you got to be there by 4.30. And I will take five callers to go to the movie, 215-263-WMMR. It's called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Next Tuesday, UA Riverview, IMAX, 5 p.m. Keep that in mind. It's in theaters May 31st, 215-263-WMMR. We'll get you on board. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. Uh, we have the B file and an announcement on the way, and then John Waters is going to be joining us later on. I misspoke earlier and said he's at the Free Library tonight. It's Thursday night that he's going to be in town, but we're going to talk to him today. So we'll be back in a moment. Activate the President Steve Show podcast, ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Um, I realized that you know what I, I I've, I've just had this idea on how to get our, our microphone stands fixed. Yes, because they they make all this noise like <laughs> right, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. How about and and I'm not saying we do this because I can't get the official go ahead, but every time a mic squeaks, uh, caller ten gets a thousand dollars. Oh dear lord! And then they'll fix it. Right? We're gonna yeah. give away a yeah. lot of money. Oh my god! Get get the go ahead. Okay, all right, and then, then it'll probably happen. Yeah. I'll get back to you on that because I have a feeling it'll have to come out of your pocket if we don't. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the only one that can move my microphone. You have a wonderfully lubed microphone stand. Yes, I, just I like mine's me. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. I, <laughs> Kathy, look at this. Look at the oh, you that. you don't yeah. squeak either. No. Oh, but, but you know what? I I Preston um, he's constantly playing with himself over there. <laughs> That's probably what and, it is. and so I, I I keep it in a locked position, and then when, when we finish, I'll move it off to the side. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, look at that's the Doppler. Have right they here. tried? Yeah. To, have they tried to fix it? I, they're busy building our studios right you know, now. Wait, yeah. couldn't it? Can't it just be like a little? WD forty or something. I would I would like it. No, depending no. on WD forty doesn't work on oh. this because it's plastic. This some WD seventy. I think we got to. Yeah. I think we need some actually some silicon or something like that. Oh we'll right right right. We'll work on that. Uh, question: Do you guys want bizarre file first or announcement first? Announcement. Right. I leave it up to you. Announcement. 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 All right. Announcement. Uh, drum roll, please. Okay, we're gonna do a drum roll. Please. Yep. Uh, we love announcing anything that has to do with this guy. And we're excited that uh, this particular person is going to be uh, in town to perform a show Saturday, July 27th at the Met. At the Met! Beautiful facility. And we are happy to announce that our good friend, Bert Kreischer, is going to be performing 
At the Met. He is the machine. Saturday, July 27th. So a Saturday night with Burt Kreischer. How about that? Uh, tickets go on sale Thursday at noon via Ticketmaster.com. We are going to have Burt on the program, I think, on Wednesday, Casey. Yes, sir. Uh, so we will talk to him about this exciting event coming up. And Burt loves coming to Philadelphia. Absolutely. Yeah, he's super excited to be here that night. And uh, when we talk to him on Wednesday, you can ask him about the uh, Bend to the Shore bike tour because uh, that's the following day. And I asked him to ride with Team WMMR. He... He might end up doing. He, he might do it. Here. Yeah, I swear to God. Listen, he's like, I love, I love stuff like this. Okay, and and he he will take it, on feats of physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though he's not, he's done Iron Man stuff. He, it's it's crazy. And you would look at him and say, this guy's going to die in the first four minutes. Yeah, he does it. Yeah, he's a, he's a man of his word. Uh, so guess what? I got some tickets. Oh, yeah. Let's take caller number. Ooh! Let's take <laughs> caller number eighteen. At 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you a pair of tickets. By the way, there is a pre-sale that's happening on Wednesday, and you can get the information and password at WMMR.com. So, Bert, I'm sure, will sell out the Met. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a great venue, and if you haven't been there yet, this would be a perfect opportunity for you to go and check it out and have a damn good time, we guarantee. So, Bert Kreischer, and that's uh, July 27th, I believe, it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, bizarre file. Here we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Alrighty, uh, it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia has everything that you need to create your backyard oasis. Memorial Day sale going on now. Visit them on Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. Well, parks in Melbourne, Australia have a very specific problem that can only be seen from up in the air. They've got giant penises drawn all Uh over them. Three separate parks in the northeast of the city have been adorned with phallic glyphs that can be seen on Google Maps. Wow, that's the, pretty impressive. Yeah, the giant penises have been compared to Peru's famous uh, Nazca lines, uh, ancient symbols that can only be appreciated from space. It was so, said that uh, they were drawn to please the gods looking down on Earth. On the weekends, I watch that show Ancient Penises. Do you oh. watch that? I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Uh, One theory is that this is the work of school-leaving millennials searching for the ultimate prank. Uh, Each park seems to contain several different members, all drawn at different sizes. Uh, Sadly, the groundskeeper appears to have uh, caught up with the penises, which was drawn at Hayes Park. Uh, It's now all but faded, but if you look closely, you can still just make out the (laughs) testicles by the edge of the lawn next to a lamppost. Testicles are always last to go. Yeah. Uh, That's still amazing to pull that off, you know, to pull off a penis. (laughs) It's true. Did anybody happen to see the guy who uh, had a uh, penis uh, sunburn on his back? No. At at the MMR barbecue? Yeah, I tweeted it. Yeah, so somebody uh, had tweeted to us, says that, you know, this is what friends, don't fall asleep around friends or something like that. That's hilarious. Uh I love it. Uh, Oklahoma defense attorney Mark Bailey is under fire in Oklahoma for, among other things, taking a poop-stained check to the offices of the Oklahoma Bar Association and asking that it be delivered directly to a staff member of the OBA General Counsel's office. When the check was delivered, the complaint said that the check had a pinched indentation and there was a brown, damp smear across its front. Mm. Test results confirmed the substance on the check was fecal matter. 
Bailey was also arrested for assault and battery after allegedly running his car into a woman over a parking space a couple of years back. And he's a lawyer? Yeah, and all these stories that understandably get second billing compared to the fecal matter check. Yeah. For his part, Bailey denies any wrongdoing, but the defense outlined the disciplinary complaint raises even more questions. The complaint said... Bailey denied there was anything nefarious about the check. His paralegal said that the checkbook had fallen between Bailey's car seats (laughs) and that the brown substance was already smeared on the check at the time that she filled it in for Bailey's signature. Sure. I mean, it's poop. poop. They they tested it. It's definitely fecal matter. Well, don't you have uh, poop under your seats in the car? I keep a little bit Just a little for you. Not enough to make a mess. To keep the change from rolling around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kath... Yeah. I, give, I give you this story. This is from last week. I apologize. I didn't even have a chance to get to it. But a Chester County, Pennsylvania man is out on bond after his arrest for drilling multiple holes inside Target changing rooms. What? Oh, dear. Yeah. Sean Anderson was charged with criminal mischief for drilling holes in multiple changing rooms at the Target in West Potsgrove Town, Potsgrove Township. Uh, authorities believe that he may be the same person responsible for drilling holes in other target changing rooms throughout the area. Can you turn a little to the left, please? <laughs> a loss prevention officer at the store was aware that someone had been drilling holes in target changing rooms and had a description of the suspect. And on May 4th, employees had noticed holes in the changing room of that exact same target and had caulked them over. Now, on May 9th, the loss prevention officer noticed Anderson going in and out of the dressing room, uh-huh. which prompted her to check on the previous holes. After noticing that the holes had been re-drilled, oh my God. she called police. So he's in the other dressing room looking through? Yeah. Yeah. It, doing? Like, it's so dumb. Out of If, if you're going to be a perv, like a, a dressing room, people yeah. Yeah. most times are not even getting completely naked. Like yeah. they're just t- putting a top on. Hey, yeah. Just put a Wi-Fi camera in there. So the responding officer Wait, n- <laughs> noticed multiple holes in different changing rooms and saw that one of the holes had gray foam inside. The officer detained Anderson. <laughs> And after walking him to his police vehicle, checked the area where Anderson had been standing there. The officer found a drill bit, wooden block, and tweezers tucked inside the pocket of a pair of sweatpants that were on a rack. After searching Anderson, the officer said he also found a piece of foam that matched the foam inside one of the changing room holes. Anderson posted bail after being charged with uh, possession of an instrument of a crime and criminal mischief, causing an estimated twelve hundred dollars of damage. Police have not said what they think he. Is. The police have not said why they think he's the same person who drilled holes in other Target changing rooms. Think of the wealth of material, whatever your kinky thing is online. But for this guy specifically, mm-hmm. it has to be this. Yeah. It has to be in real time. Yeah. It has to probably be at a Target. Mm-hmm. All this whole procedure figures into his perversion. Have yeah. you ever stopped the? Thank God that that's not your thing. <laughs> I'm so glad that's yeah. not my thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, zombie raccoons. That's my thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, that clumsily walk on two legs and show their teeth are staggering around suburban Chicago, and authorities are warning locals to hide their pets. A spike in raccoons testing positive for distemper Ugh. in Riverside, Illinois, is to blame for the bizarre sightings of contaminated animals that the disease causes to appear zombie-like. While zombie raccoons don't eat brains, distemper is highly contagious. If you're feeding wildlife and that raccoon ate out of your bowl or cat food for your stray cats and your puppy goes over, the saliva can be contagious. They sent in a Negan raccoon to take care of everything. <laughs> well, oh, well, oh, well. Looks like we got ourselves a problem in Chai Town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him back, huh? <laughs> Looks like we got some trouble. Some trouble in Chi Town. Going deep dish on this bitch. 
It's got a little leather jacket. Yeah. 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 Lean back, wait for Hey! Yeah. <laughs> In the home of Oprah. <laughs> Airborne transmission of uh, distemper, which is also carried by wolves and skunks, most commonly affects dogs. There's less wolves in, Ch- in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, the AMA reports that uh, distemper is often fatal and dogs that survive usually have permanent irreparable nervous system damage. Symptoms of the illness include watery eyes, sneezing, lethargy, and seizures. It cannot be contracted by humans. Uh, police said that anyone who encounters a zombie raccoon uh, should call the police so that they can deal with it. You have it. to stick your knife through the brain, right? Yep, yeah. exactly. It's got to be right in the brain stem. All right, one last story. I like this one. Uh, this is in England. Uh, Hawksmoor, Manchester, a steakhouse in England accidentally served a group of diners a bottle of wine worth $5,700. Oh, wow. Uh, after they had ordered one that was worth only $330. Only, th- uh, listen, $330 already would have been... That's still yeah. pricey. Pretty damn pricey. Yeah. But they pulled out the $5,700 bottle by accident in the <laughs> restaurant. Shouldn't that be in a separate room? They Well, they tweeted about the mix-up, writing, to the customer who accidentally got given a bottle of Chateau Le Pin Pomerol 2001, which is $5,700 on our menu last night. Hope you enjoyed your evening. Oh, my God. And then they just left it at that. <laughs> I'd be curious to go to those people and say, did you notice a difference that would be equivalent to the dollar difference? I guarantee you they didn't. I, w- I would say the same thing, Steve. Uh, it is believed that the manager in the restaurant picked up the wrong bottle as uh, it looked very similar to the one ordered. Uh, here, and here's the difference between America and England, probably. Nobody at the restaurant was fired over that. <laughs> okay. And uh, it was just a mistake, and they'll eat the $5,700. Well, they, they made sure to serve them undercooked chicken just to offset the. Uh, All right, the there deal. you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Don't forget, we are going to have uh, John Waters checking in. Uh, around 9 o'clock. And also Steiner High School in Hamilton, New Jersey, is the school that has the voting that's up and running now for Coolest Teacher of the Year. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, MMRBQ 2019 was on uh, Saturday. Um, the weather was the greatest of any MMRBQ we've ever been to, I think. Yeah. Just what you wanted. We've had some good ones, but <clears throat> what we had on um, for the past number of years, five, six, six years, it's been we've had issues with rain and, and so on and so forth. Okay. But not only was it sunny and clear, but there was a wonderful breeze, and it was just awesome. Yep. It was beautiful. And, I mean, I, the biggest crowd that we've seen, I think, in, yeah. in a I, long time. I agree. I, when show. we were getting our tickets, um, there was a few people, they were next to us, uh, and they were just buying tickets at the window. Like they said, do you have any tickets available? Like yeah. just a, you know. A lot of walk-ups. A lo- yeah. I, that's Because I thought that that was going to happen because of the weather, mm-hmm. and sure enough, right when I got there, a guy was like, hey, do you have any tickets available? And what's going to happen is people are going to say, hey, you know what, sometimes they do have good weather, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and that'll only fuel uh, next year. But man, what a, what a great experience! I I got there around a quarter to two, 
And uh, the the vibe already, you know, just in the parking lot, the tailgating was to new levels. I'm playing Joan Jett because that's the first time I had ever seen her. Yeah, uh, she's so great. And she was great. Yeah, she yeah. was awesome. It was fantastic. <laughs> Super nice, too. A few of us got to meet her uh, before she's so their tiny. set. She's so tiny. She's a small tiny. little thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Marissa actually took off her heels uh, for her photo with Joan Jett because she didn't want to be taller than Joan Jett. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. but um, I, wow. she just she couldn't have been nicer. And for me, the two highlights were, were Joan Jett and the Struts. I, nice. They just knocked yep. it out of the park. Me too. Yeah, Chris. there was a moment uh, when Joan Jett started playing the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. <laughs> Who can turn a... Uh, did she play that a Who lot? Can turn? Yeah. yeah, she's, she's playing that for, years. that for years. Oh, yeah. well, it, it made my day. And then I saw Kevin Gunn in the audience and I like sprinted and I pushed people over to... Because he calls me Mary Tyler Moore sometimes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and so I like sprinted over and he lit up and we got to enjoy and sing along and I pretended to throw a hat at the end of the song. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so good. Her and the struts and Shine Down. Oh my God. There's some great photos of just the whole audience with their cell phones up during Shine Down. I love it when the band do that when it's like really dark out and all the lights are off. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish it was dark for the struts. Yeah, I know. They're such a showy band. Yeah. You know, that, that getting the, the, the light show in there, too, would I, be a nice... But, th- I mean, that was the highlight by far. I loved Joan Jett, but he just, like, his performance is just amazing. He's such a nut, and I love yep. it. He is. Well, we were saying, he's sort of the heir apparent to Freddie Mercury. He's oh, been yeah. said for years. Uh, I think I it was Chuck that said, yeah, Evanescence did a great job. Everybody did a great job. But I think Chuck basically said, who's ever following uh, the struts yeah. is going to have a... Have a bitch, yeah. you know, because they just, oh, yeah. not only were the, the songs coming fast and furiously hit, but also the, the by-play with the audience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he had those guys eating out of the palm of his hand. I mean, at one point, he made them all sit down, and they all listened. Oh, my God, I was on the, fl- I was yeah. on the floor yeah. of the BBC Center, and I looked at my friend, and it was like a pretty decent amount of time into the song. And I looked at my friend, I go, can we get up yet? She goes, no, he didn't say get up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I, I wasn't out there for he the was do, He was he, doing the whole like, you know, like this side, let me hear you this side, let me hear you that side. And then they, they started a song and... Uh, like he stopped. He, he play, so yeah. he does it. He does it a lot. He he plays the crowd against yeah. each other, and it just makes it even that much louder when he does that. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. No. No. So uh, you know, during the song, you know, he's playing the crowd again, and he wants them to all like get down, you know, and sit on the ground, yeah. so that when they hit this part of the song, everybody jump up and start jumping. And I mean, they were all listening. Oh, we. So okay. So I, I'm gonna. I didn't post yet. I have a bunch of of stuff from that night. I'm, I'm gonna post it, but I have a video. I was taking a video of us on the ground. And this woman next to me, if you listen carefully in my Instagram post, you can hear her. She goes, can you help me up when he says get up? <laughs> I go, yeah, sure, no problem. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I just, but I love that whole band. Jed and Gethin and Adam, they're just, they're great guys. Um, they really got their, part of their start was was here at MMR in our studios. And they don't forget that. <laughs> Last night... They were doing a show with the Foo Fighters. Later this week, they're going to the Cannes Film Festival. They are they're rock stars, uh, but they they remember MMR. They love playing MMR BQ, and I'm just I'm so proud and happy about the association that our radio station and our show has with those guys. What was the uh, the tweet you that was earlier? It was, it was uh, uh, oh, Luke yeah. Luke uh, Spiller's uh, Instagram account, and he it basically it was a really sweet note. But he ended it by saying um, that he was uh, excited to go on stage tonight for the MMR BQ for my favorite radio station in the whole of the US of A. 93.3 WMMR. That's so cool. So not only like do they, you know, tear it up on stage, but they were in the black box taking yeah, pictures yeah. with, with like, you know. Yeah. Explain what the black box is. So the black box is just, uh, you know, it's it, it's a room, 
in in the pavilion it's it's set up for you know clients of the of the radio station and uh it's a vip it's room, a VIP yeah. room. Yep. it's got food and drink and all that sort of stuff but it's you know friends of the uh, of the uh, of the uh, various air members and staff members and then clients and all that sort of stuff and they had like a little photo booth set up and when i walked in there you know i saw the bright yeah. lights and then i looked over i'm like oh that's that's the struts in there and yeah. people were you know lined up taking pictures with them yeah that uh, yeah. you don't i mean Listen, they, they use your everyone's sort of accommodating to a point. They exceed that. He does. And uh, that and Chris Jericho, I know, was, uh, you know, Fozzie was doing a, a, yeah, a great bit of that as well. I I, um, I ran into him. him. I became friends with him. No, I saw him in the hallway. I was just, I, I, I don't go around with the intention of tracking down the musicians and coming over and saying hi or thank you or something like that. Because they're, they're working. They're busy. Yeah. And you don't know what kind of frame of mind they're in. They may have had a bad day and they need to get it together for a show, whatever it may be. Uh, but I was walking down the hall and I saw Chris and I'm like, hey, I go, hey, man, it's Preston. I just kind of reintroduced myself. He's like, oh, yeah. Like immediately. It's like, oh, my God. So like, you guys are the best. He's like, and he went on to tell me how the record really started taking off once MMR got behind it. And I thought that was really cool. And he was just a nice guy. I grabbed a picture with him real quick. Uh, and there were a lot of interesting behind the scenes things that were going on that day. I was in the catering area and I forgot who alerted me to the fact of who was sitting at the table next to us and it was it was Jenny J. Wow yeah. from <laughs> the Jersey Shore. And she knows a friend of ours, uh, Christina Kristen. And, or Kristen, Kristen, I'm sorry, Kristen. And um they were there just I'm I'm like, wow, does she, you know, because I asked Kristen, I'm like, does is she have friends here or something like that that's on the bill? She's like, no, no, I just wanted to bring her. She's like, oh, because they were they were friends. And um, after I had talked to Chris Jericho, I had seen them in the hallway, and I was chatting. I'm like, they were kind of standing around, looked like they were waiting for something. And, and uh, Jenny goes, well, we want to meet Chris Jericho. And I was like, oh, he's, he's my boy. I was <laughs> yeah. just talking my to him. My boy. Let's go. Yeah. And so I took him down there he and introduced us. him. Yeah. You have and, the second roast beef? <laughs> but he was actually... Uh, he was excited to meet her as well because he comes and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I can't believe I haven't met you yet. I've met every member of the Jersey Shore except for you. <laughs> and they start, and he was, I heard him go, yeah, I met Snooki at this thing and blah, 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 and situation. And so they, they hit it off. It That's was, cool, man. It was nice I, to introduce I, I walked past her in the hallway and I saw her. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Because I knew her face. Yeah. And so it was like one of those things like, oh, I know you, right? <laughs> right. And then I got like two steps past her. I was like, oh, wait a second. You're Jay Well. With Peter Kingsbury. Hey, what's up, Rosby? <laughs> um, so, so I talked to her, and I'm embarrassed to say that I was nervous talking to Jay Well. I was, uh, you know, and I and I chatted with her, and you know how I get you that. You love like, that show. I, I, well, you did. I, I, I watched it, <laughs> and I told her that. I go, like, I had no business watching Jersey Shore, but I did. I watched every episode, and, uh, you know, I got, like, super, like, you know me. <laughs> And like super chatty, and I'm like, oh my god! I started like talking myself into a corner. I'm I'm sure you're pointing at your hat and doing your turning around and pirouetting and all this stuff. I I, I couldn't hear the conversation, but in my mind, I was like, I can't. I I don't. Why am I so nervous talking to JWoww? But then she she made me feel at ease. She looked down. She goes, I I gotta admit. I'm obsessed with your toenails. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank I'm like, you. I just got them done on Thursday. Thank you so much. <laughs> she was super nice. Yeah, uh, but they, they just came in for that show. She's a big Evanescence fan, and they wanted to watch Amy Lee. And uh, I think they got a chance to meet Amy Lee as well, which is really cool. Um, that was the one band that I missed. I didn't catch any of mm-hmm. Evanescence, so I don't know uh, what people thought of that. But I did I go saw- out. 
I saw her walking down the hall. And Amy Lee? About it. Yeah. You yeah. see her outfit? She seemed happy yeah. and everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah. She, was, she was dressed to the nines. But I did go out and watch Shinedown, and uh, I made the mistake of going out into the pit to watch the first song of Shinedown, and I don't know if I've ever experienced a concert uh, at a higher volume than I did. I, uh-huh. I, I left the pit fast because okay. they uh, they turned it up to 11 man it was crazy when yeah. i first got there i walked into go figure catering and uh i had actually i sang a song with amy lee uh because when i got in there rich from the mmr or mm army was uh eating uh kielbasa and uh preston i started singing kielbasa from tenacious d okay i was like so excited about it and then i, I didn't know but she was a couple of people in front of me and then she started like singing it and like pumping her fist and everything what, the same thing yeah Kielbasa sausage, your butt cheeks is warm. 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 Yes. <laughs> and she sang along to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah you had a moment here. with Amy Lee? About <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. D moment with Amy T about, or Amy Lee with about Kielbasa sausage. Yes. Wow. And That's where, the best where story you get that? so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... They were out of kielbasa, so I didn't even, you know, I'm like, man, I sang a song and everything about it. I sang your goddamn song, and now I'm getting robbed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hang, uh, I want to go to our friend Tucker, who's on the line. He wanted to comment on something. Hey, Tucker, how you doing, man? Great, guys. Good to hear from you. You Uh, too. This is one of of the greatest MMRBQs ever. No kidding. I got backstage for the Struts and Evanescence, and Chris Jericho came up to me. He goes, dude, you and I are the two loudest mother effers here. What, were you being loud or something? Yeah, no. I was screaming and yelling. Oh, okay. okay. I was extremely right. loud. Wow. Excellent. So one of the best ones you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had one of the best times every, any concert I've ever been to. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. yeah. There, there were a number of people. Happy who, to hear it, bud. Thanks. It was our first... Uh, First barbecue. First, right. yeah, and and they were just blown away. Uh, there were a couple of cool moments uh, that I experienced with uh, Amy Lee and Kobasa <laughs> with with crowd members, and one of them was when we were all together at the Blumpkin. Yes, uh, there was there were three generations of a family there, yeah, and I that. Uh, that blew my mind. And they're all wearing the same shirts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's like talk about a freaking reach. And then from super young to mm-hmm. older, all across all all different bands, there was you know committed Joan Jett fans there, and and yeah. just, and, and uh, Shine Down and and the, the Struts, and it was just and you know the and the opening acts were getting lots of raves too. So yeah. I was I was thrilled. Yeah, because I I missed Bad Wolves altogether because I was um at uh, I was at the Metro by T-Mobile tent, yeah. and I got to say thank you to a listener. Her name is Karen Kelly. She came by and she's like, um, she gave me this like piece of jewelry that was so cool. It was uh, like a piece of Trey Anastasio's guitar string that they put into a locket. And she's like, I saw this and I immediately thought of you, so I had to get it. And she gave it to me. I was just blown away. I was that, like, that was that was so thoughtful. How thank cool. you. Yeah, thank you so much. To think about you and then to go and bring it to you. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so many of those moments, especially in the Blumpkin where you're meeting everybody and taking pictures and getting to thank them for participating in the event. Hey, so what was the story? Because Jackson and Sarah brought out a kid to introduce yeah, one of the that? bands. And, and it was his first MMRBQ, but I didn't get the backstory as to why he was out on stage. I have no what, idea. Was it Jackson? I thought it was Jackie. I think Marissa knows. No, it was Jackson and Sarah. Oh, well, okay. Marissa. 
Uh, well, so Jackie did it first. Okay. Jackie was... The same kid? Um, I think it was a different kid. He was broadcasting earlier in the day, and he was talking to a bunch of kids who were here for the concert, and the one little boy said, my favorite band is Bad Wolves. And so Jackie had the honor of bringing that band on stage, so he grabbed the kid, and he's like, you want to come meet them? And so he brought him on uh, stage, and he let that little kid introduce the band. Oh, that's And cool. then he was back in the hallway, and as they were standing in the hallway, each member of the band was slapping the kid uh, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, nice. And so I think uh, Jackson and Sarah did a very similar thing where they brought a kid on stage who was there for his first MMR barbecue, which there were tons of kids there for their first concert slash MMR barbecue. Yeah. Was uh, Jackie dropping F-bombs left and right with a little kid next to him like Casey had (laughs) pointed out from last year? I don't know. I didn't hear it firsthand, so... He's he's great with kids. He just yeah. doesn't uh, quite know the boundaries of language, but otherwise it's all cool. Or boundaries, period. Yeah. He his nose was touching me really? at one point. Yeah, I was like, Jackie, you got to back I, up. I got the close talking yeah. thing oh too. He was raised by condors. He yeah. was actually in the hall when his nose was touching you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. saw it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marissa, it sounds like he was able to restrain himself. Oh yeah. All right, cool. Just giving the nod, seal of approval. He All did right, good. cool. All right, wait, and so we were just watching video. Was that Fozzie? And was there a little kid on stage with them as well? Oh, uh, I don't know, Maris. Uh, and then I think a band brought up a kid to sing, too. To sing. That's okay. awesome. Might have been if, them. If you go to WMR's Twitter page, there are tons of uh, tweets from audience people kind of explaining some of these stories and a lot of backstage photos and just a lot of cool stuff. The, the, and thanks, uh, thank God for that because there, you, you could not absorb it all. There was so much going on. Did you see uh, Shinedown's workout truck? No, I did not see that. So, you know, in, on, there's a, a loading dock in the back of the stage where all the bands pull up these uh, tractor trailers and they unload their equipment. The roadies pull them out onto this platform and leave them there and then they move them and the next band comes in and so on. So I was walking by when I had first got there and I was headed over to the um, Ben Franklin side of the pavilion to go jump on the air with Jackson and I go by a truck, and Brent Porsche happened to be backstage as well. And he knows the guys from Shinedown. Yeah, he's and so good I friends. see the guy. I see a guy in the back of a um, of a, a tractor trailer. You know, um, I guess the trailer part. Yeah. Anyhow, so there was a punching bag hanging in it. You know, a big heavy bag, and there was a guy pushing a weighted sled back and forth. Really? And so the, it was the guys of Shinedown. They were exercising. They have a truck. That's loaded with all their exercise equipment. Oh it's like to get gosh. to get worked up for the show and stuff. Either that or just it's their daily exercise, yeah. you know, because they spend all their time on the road. And so if they can't get to a gym, I would imagine they've got a gym right then and there. But they were, yeah, they had ropes That's and funny. stuff. So, wow. You know, yeah, it was pretty cool. So they were getting their workout. Uh, we have uh, Chuck D'Amico, who's here. Hey, man. Oh, sorry, I can't hear anything. It's already <laughs> on. So uh, one of the coolest things was leading up, we had given away some tickets at some appearances. Um, and, uh, some some listeners were entered to win an autographed guitar from Shinedown. Yes. So we were able to get the guitar, and I brought it to the to the band. One of the guys couldn't sign it. Uh, he wasn't ready because he was working out in that truck. Oh, okay. And then later we got it back, and we hadn't drawn the winner. Um, so at the meet and greet, we asked the band if they would draw the winner, and they drew the winner right there in front, and oh, the, cool. the guy freaked out in the back. And it was it was really, really cool. That's awesome. That they picked the winner. They handed the winner the guitar. The guitar, you know, they took photos with the guy and all that. It was really, really cool. Nice. Everyone was super approachable. All the, the artists, uh, you know, definitely there was just a great vibe. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Donna is on the line. It was her son on stage with Jackie. Nice. Hi, Donna. Good morning, Preston, Steve, MMR. How are you guys this morning? We're doing wonderful. You guys must have had a blast. I 
unfortunately had a Girl Scout event as I am a leader, so I had to miss the first part. Oh, I was able to come mm. for Evanescence and see Amy Lee do her thing. Um, and however, I was getting videos and text messages from my husband um, bragging about the fact that, yeah, John's going to be up on stage. And <laughs> of course, the one great thing that I learned about my son is that he can't lie in front of a couple thousand people, which is great because he was supposed to say that he was 11 and he dropped that ball twice because he's actually 10. But I just wanted to say thank you. <laughs> Wait, why? Do they have to be 11 to go or something? Of course. Uh, According to Jackie, that in order to either be on stage or even in the venue for the event, oh. they had to be. What? The had to be 11. <laughs> well, Jack, honestly, Jackie's a lawyer, so he knows all the rules and laws. Yes. Jackie Bam Bam Esquire. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so um, just thank you very much. Um, the, the fans, the MMR crew, the bands honestly just made my child's childhood. Oh, that's I awesome. I could ask for anything more from a radio station. I love you guys. First time, long time, and just very, very psyched that this was his first experience. That's yeah, great. man. I love, I love it. it. Uh, festival shows like that. If you're going... Imagine that's your first concert, a festival show like that where you have all the a conga line. Imagine if it's your first concert and you get brought out on stage. What's yeah. your next yeah. concert like? Yeah, what are your expectations <laughs> right? like after that? Yeah. I mean, uh, you've got to see Jackie's nose up close. I <laughs> <laughs> It's better than Universal Studios. Thanks, Take care. Glad you got a Take cool, care. Bye-bye. cool memory out of that. Wow. Jackie's nose. It's like that nose from Double Dare. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the flag? Yeah, he's got a nose on him. Uh, but everybody seemed to be in good spirits. Pierre was having a good time. Uh, Bill Weston seemed happy um, throughout Bill, the day. Bill edited me out of a photo. I thought that was nice. Wait, he why? Edited you cropped out of me photo. out of a photo. Make sure you on. cut that guy out at the end. Yeah, so uh, here's Brent Porsche and Ryan Shuttleworth and Pierre Robert and Pancake and Jackie and Chuck. And then over here is Nick McElwain. Oh. Completely yeah. removed. By the way, yeah, our picture, we, we, we've pulled in the audience and it didn't turn out. Of course it did. Oh, yeah. didn't? Oh, yeah. We can't blame uh, our photographers because, of uh, course, photography is wonderful. And they, and they have tons of pictures that we're posting uh, that were great. But... Uh, we had, you know, we try to do a moment where the crowd is behind us yeah. and we do a photo, which I always don't feel very comfortable doing. I, turning your back on a whole bunch of people, yeah. I think, is rude. That's why at one point I said, please enjoy our rectums while we take this picture. Yeah. Well, you should have just done it as we were exiting. Like, you sh- we should have wrapped up, you know, and know. then just quick turn around, take a picture. But yeah. it didn't work out. We like didn't. And, uh, and in fact, we tried to take a, a group photo later on that night, too. And. That's not going to be. They never. They never work out. It's very weird. rarely. Yeah, but, what do you mean? We took a group photo. Like you mean our show or you, oh, oh, the big station? No, photo. our show. Uh, yeah, I know we took oh, one, oh. but I'm like, it's you know. Oh, it's cute. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. We're, we're loath to believe that, but uh, yeah, if you say so, okay. We almost got barreled off the stage uh, right before Shine Down. Like we were all up there. Nick was there. <laughs> yeah. And the guys, you know, the the stagehands. It feels, yeah, it feels like there's you. fifty of them yep. up there. Yeah. You couldn't be anything but more annoying. Like so annoying to those guys. Like we're just in the way. Oh, yeah. of course. And they're setting up the ramps. You know, for for Shine Down's like larger setup. Uh-huh. And they're just like, watch your back, watch your back, turn around, and they're like coming at you with a big thing. You know, like look look like they're gonna plow us right into the crowd. Well, they, so they, we, they like doing that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Honest, oh yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. And yeah. so we wrapped up Chuck, and and we uh, got a group photo. And then I turned around, and the ramp had, unbeknownst to me, been set up directly behind yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah. almost walked up the ramp as we're getting, <laughs> as we're walking off a stage. And I was like, "Oh, that's the wrong direction." Uh, uh, somebody texted in and said they didn't think that uh, Joan Jett did enough crowd work uh, and think she kind of 
That's the, but that's how she is. Yeah, she's, she's very just, she's shy, and and she just she does right to the songs. Which yes. actually, I appreciate. It. You yes, don't have to jump around and and make everybody get up and do stuff. When you're do, that cool, you don't have to do crowd work. Yeah, and I was I was impressed. It's the only act I got out to see because we are you know we have things that we're actually doing while we're there. But uh, I, I was very impressed. I yes. thought she sounded great. When, yeah. When she stopped the song because there was some feedback on one of the guitars, like yeah. I just looked, I'm like, oh, she runs that show. Oh, she was pissed. She was like, we're not doing this. Yep. She stopped the song in the middle of it. They had gotten sort of as a brand new song and uh, made the guy switch out the guitar. And, she goes, uh, I'm not playing this for you for the first time with that sound in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but she wants it perfect the way the way and she's freaking Joan Jett. Sound, uh, yeah. good, yeah, Marissa. Okay, uh so backstage right <laughs> after just as Nick was telling that story about being on stage with Shine Down and we were going to leave, I was trying to convince uh Jackson to go stage diving with me cuz I wore pants. He wouldn't do it because the area was too far away. But the <laughs> stage manager is standing there with us and he goes, "Yeah," and he says something about goldfinger and poop on a paper plate, and I looked at him and I was like, "Oh my oh my god, you, you just blew my mind." I told you guys this story about a band member pooping on a plate okay. at a Goldfinger show at the TLA like oh, year, ah, 20 years days. ago, and yeah. nobody believed me. Okay, So I took a video with this guy. He's like, you have to tell the story <laughs> so that everybody believes me. So I'm going to post it later today. What, he knew the story? Uh, word for word. Like so he, he, he what he was there? Yes. Okay. And he that's that's the manager. night that Goldfinger became the super band that they are today. <laughs> yeah, so the guy squatted and took a crap on stage and everybody saw it? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. And the face that you're giving me right now that nobody believes it is what happened when I told the story a few years ago and nobody okay. believed it. And I hope that somebody listening would be able to call in and confirm the story. <laughs> One day someone will validate my Goldfinger poops on stage story. Her dream had come true. It happened. <laughs> Marissa and I went to another concert after MMR barbecue. No, we didn't. We didn't? <laughs> no, we had a great time at the MMR barbecue. Okay. All right. You guys should have discussed that ahead of time, I guess, apparently. <laughs> well, it was, a, it, was a, it was a gathering of all the artists who have pooped on stage yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, listen, I, I hate to hear if you missed it, uh, but let this serve as just a reminder about next year. Yes. Uh, when we start making the announcements about uh, ticket sales to get them and come to the MMR Raccoon, you never know, you might get a perfect night weather-wise like that. And by the way, I don't know if you saw how big and bright the moon was at the later part of the evening. Glorious. It was beautiful. So it all came together. It was really, really cool. And kudos to our staff because there's a lot of work that goes on specifically uh, our promotions and programming departments and uh, engineering. There's a lot of stuff going on. And our salespeople. Our salespeople were there all freaking day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got there like a 10, 11 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Because nine, our, we, it takes a lot of uh, support uh, from clients, you know, advertisers of the radio station to help make the event what it is. And so they come out, and it's a big party for them, too. Yeah. And our sales staff has to be... Um, working that day to make sure that everybody is content and happy and has what they need. And, uh, you know, we're entertaining, not just, uh, you know, there's not just the bands entertaining the audience. It's us also as a staff entertaining some people that help put that thing on. Yeah. Uh, so it was really, really cool. Very important. Yep. Can I tell you a quick uh, Jackie knows story? Yeah, yeah please, okay. do. So please do. So Jackie talk. and I were watching the struts right in the pit, and it's really, really loud. And it's one of those situations where if you want to say anything to each other, you have to yell it into each other's ear. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? You got to yeah, be yeah. like right up on each other's yeah. ear. Um, so he wanted to talk to me. And while he's talking to me, he's yelling into my ear. So my ear basically made out with Jackie's nose because, <laughs> because his nose is touching my ear. Not just touching, like it's in my ear. Oh, my God. And, and I'm just laughing because I can feel. 
It could have been the most serious thing ever, but all I could do was laugh because his <laughs> nose is way up in my ear. And then when he's done talking to me, the inside of my ear is all wet. Oh! <laughs> we love Jackie. But... I, I have a theory. Oh, my God. No, I have a no, theory no. that that he has no sensation in his nose. That there's like he can't feel yeah. anything. Like it's it's dead. And that's why he And that's why he accidentally you. touches you with it all the time because he doesn't even know he's doing it. I think he just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. That might be it. That's the legend of Jackie. Oh my god. All right. Uh I want to take a break because we're gonna come back in a moment. We're gonna talk to uh director, writer, actor John Waters, who's gonna be in town on Thursday. So we'll spend a little bit of time. He's got a book uh coming out so we'll chat with him in just a moment or two. Uh, don't forget our word of the week Prize this week, $500 Mealy's uh, Furniture Gift Cards. We'll do the first letter at the end of the show as well. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalist. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. You know what? I think our, our next guest, who we've had on the show uh, on a number of occasions, and it's nice to to be able to spend some time talking with someone of his stature. I think this is, uh, I think I'd put him on the list of, like, person I'd like to hang out with. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. time with. And, yeah. And, and now, I He's a Swiss army knife of everything we like. I think I'd be a little too vanilla for his taste. <laughs> uh, but and, but he, would, he would never be condescending. I think no, he would, you know. I, I agree, but certainly one of the most interesting people yeah. uh, we've ever met. And uh, he's going to be in town. You can actually meet him Thursday night because he'll be at the Free Library. He's got a book called Mr. Know-It-All, The Tarnished Wisdom of the, a Filth Elder, <laughs> which is a wonderful title. Uh, please welcome the incomparable John Waters yeah. to the show this morning. Good morning. Thank you. How when are you? you? Started, when you started out and said hang, I thought you were going to say from one person I'd like to hang. I said, <laughs> no, no. Hang out was a relief. That's a, that would be a bad intro. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I'd really like to see this guy swing. Uh, no, but you know what? I, I think it'd be, you'd be, are you a fun person to hang out with, John? Well, hopefully I am. I like to hear people's stories. I like you to talk. I like to listen sometimes when I'm wow. with people because I like to hear everybody's worst night. <laughs> oh, everybody's worst night is oh. a great icebreaker, yeah. But you know, no one ever leads with that. No, they don't. It's not the best way to get a date. <laughs> right, right. I, I remember, you know, last time we had you on, I think it might have been, was, was your last book, book which, yeah. which was a very interesting take on you and a road trip and you know, picking up uh, these hitchhiking. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was it. Yeah. yeah, and and you were you, you, sick, right? you were jumping in with some very interesting characters along the way, and it sounds like you know maybe you got some of those stories from some people that you've met, uh, whether they be fictional or not, uh, in your book, uh, and took those stories and and kind of twisted them in your own way. Well, the first part of the book is I imagine the worst that could happen and the best that could happen, and then I wrote what really happened, and it was a stunt. And in my new book, Mister Nodal, there's kind of a stunt too because I take LSD at seventy years old. I wanted to. I want to ask you about this because I was always fascinated with the Hollywood legend and lore of Cary Grant. A lot of people don't remember Cary Grant right. yep. was 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 taking LSD quite frequently. So so you you took your first LSD trip at. 
70. No, not my first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not your first. 50 years ago. Okay. So I tried to remember what would it like to be old and take it again. I'm not, I don't take drugs anymore. Are you kidding? Right. You know, right? So, so I thought, but I never had a problem with drugs either. Uh, so I was a drug enthusiast, but never an addict. I was lucky because I, I never took heroin because I wasn't a jazz musician. <laughs> you weren't a jazz musician. Yeah. So, so, so in the book, you describe the experience and because, uh, uh, you know, there's a, 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 a friend of the show, Joe Rogan, is, is a, you know, he, he's, he reminds me of uh, the way Billy Jack would go into a sweat lodge and do peyote and go on these vision quests and all uh-huh. that stuff. Was, was that the impetus? Was that the mindset behind this LSD trip? No, I just wanted to see what it was like clean yeah. out the cobwebs, and I did it with Mink Stoll, my lifelong friend and, that I've known for 50 years, so we celebrated it, celebrated our friendship. I don't need to ever do it again. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. But I didn't want to do micro doses. You know, I, I don't <laughs> want to do this twice. <laughs> <laughs> the right. fact that that thought occurs to you is why we love what you do. All right, so so when when you, you decided to take this, you consciously, you know, want to uh, appreciate the uh, the experience – were you just letting it flow, or were you uh, analyzing it as you were starting to trip? Well, you don't have much choice to let it, but to let it flow. <laughs> okay, all right. I, mean, I wasn't sure. I've never done it. Are you kidding? Yeah. You know, uh, Diane, uh, Dion Warwick used to sing, a house is not a home, but boy, a chair is a chair when you're on that. You are the chair. So it, it was great. It was, you know, when you're young, you go, wow. When you're old, you go, whoa. But it's kind of the same feeling. Okay. It, it's funny because people who did it years and years and years ago, you know, they're it's it's one of I believe one of the uh, the drugs that that can periodically decades later pop up in your system and as the legend goes and you can have a little a little bit of a, a mini trip later on but at no, seventy I never, have. I never had a flashback even though that's the title of the chapter right right but right. I never had one in real life and I doubt I'll get one again either so <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you because the, the the reviews on the book are great and you you go through some of your you know your 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 years in Hollywood and 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 also the fact that you. You started as this this provocateur, and and you were you know sort of a uh, you know a fringe filmmaker, and yet and then you became this person who's working with Johnny Depp, and and, and I love Serial Mom. I just watched it over the weekend again. I just I love it. Thank you. Uh, I mean, so are you are you um, at that point? Did you even have to look around and say how the hell did I get here? Because it it, it seemed like an incredible jump from where you were to being right square middle in 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 Hollywood and and working yeah. with these A listers. And I learned how to do it, though. You know, I always wanted my films to be commercial. And weirdly enough, Pink Flamingos was commercial. It's still playing, isn't it? Um, it's 47 years later or something. So I, I always read variety. I always read the trades. I tried to. I remember the first time I ever played in Philadelphia. It was in a theater. I, I wish I could. It was home. I could remember the name. But it uh, Mondo Trasho. And Mondo Trasho. And I sent the stills to the theater, and he booked me just not even through a distributor. I came up, I put all the stills out front, and I got my first (laughs) theatrical booking in Philadelphia just because I sent this guy the the films and brought the film to myself and everything. So you got to go out there and get it. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door. No, and you're always proactive about that. What I I love also is it conjures memories of what used to be a big thing and and a a culture unto itself, the world of the midnight screenings, the Mm. midnight showings where you would see pink flamingos and you'd see these films pop up and they had this whole culture of their own that would go and it was almost the perfect time to go see these movies yeah. and and yeah, then that, that ended when de- when uh video came video out. killed it yeah. yeah because people could masturbate at home <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point 
That's a good point. That's so logical. Yeah, just just killed it. Well, you know, VHS was the selected format. It helped the video wars. You claim that because porn adopted VHS over beta in the initial days. So they... But now all my old films are being re-released on these beautiful restored DVDs from Criterion, the classiest of all. They put out Multiple Maniacs. They put out Female Trouble. And I just was in the other day redoing Polyester that's going to come out with a new Odorama card. Oh. they have another life. They keep coming out. Let me, wow. let me explain to people who don't remember. Odorama was one of those great William Castle-type homages that you made, in, and it was... You you would go and I remember I went to see the movie I kept the card that you would it was a scratch. It still smells. <laughs> that card from nineteen eighty. If you find it in your drawer, if you think there's a certain stink in your house, a rat didn't die. It's an old odorama card. Yeah, you'd be you'd have prompts to scratch uh, and and get your your certain smells that were going on throughout the movie. How, did you did you do you have cases of those in your basement somewhere or is it? I a, have some of them, but they're kind of worth money now. You can sell them on eBay, but uh, we have to do a new one. There were many different versions. The first. And then, then there were European ones. Then the Rugrats sequel stole my idea and did it themselves. The, the, the little and bastards. To me, John, that was a homage to you. I said, in Hollywood, an homage is a check. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, true. John, I, I, I want to just tell you what, you know, it, it's so wonderful. You talk about a, a project of yours that, that has legs, you know, hairspray. So my son... Uh, is in choir in high school, and I went to their uh, spring performance over the weekend, and they did You Can't Stop the Beat. Now, I know that that was, you know, you originally did, I know you're involved with with the, the musical as well, and I, I don't know what your involvement was in the songwriting. Or if I didn't write the songs, okay. but God knows I approved them. Oh, my yeah. God. And, and, job. and yeah. what staying power. I mean, it's, you know, that stuff is going to stick around for a long time. That must make you incredibly proud. Well, it does, and it was a sneak attack. Hairspray is the only devious movie I ever made. Because think about it. Your kids are doing it in grade school and <laughs> high school. And it still has the same uh, message that all my movies say, that the outsider wins. It encourages gay marriage. It encourages interracial dating. Things that people don't even understand. I've always said, even racists like hairspray. You know, it, it's true. But you know, it's it's funny because I was thinking about. Um, I'm a big fan of of uh, of you know the films of Ed Wood and Tim Burton's film in particular, Ed Wood. And and you you over your life have, have accrued all these people who you know whether it be divine you you mentioned Mink Stall or or the actress who played I forget her name played Hatchet Face. Um, yeah, she it, died unfortunately recently. Kim McGuire. Right, yeah. but all those have you ever? Uh, have you ever entertained the notion of a um, of a chronicle of their whole story? <clears throat> because there are so many people that we're familiar with because of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, has that ever been something you would uh, would consider doing, or uh, you know, well, I, I, somebody else should do that after I'm dead, so I don't have to object to it when they get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, there have been people that have tried to buy the rights to Shock Media, which was my first memoir, which was about making of those movies, certainly. But Mink has her own career; she's really a good singer. Look it up on Google it, and she has a great album out. She still works all the time. You know, uh, Pat Moran, has got, who cast for me, has gone on to win Emmys. Uh, Vincent Prenny has done a million TV shows and award-winning movies. So a lot of the people that start out with me went on to great success in show business, and some didn't want to do that, and they're still my friends, and unfortunately, some of them are, are died, unfortunately. Yeah. But that happens in all creative communities, unfortunately. Right. right. John, how does uh, Mr. Know-It-All differ from your other memoir, and, uh, and what What's the tone of this? 
Well, the tone of it is a little bit, um, I admit more. I think it's more honest. I think I tell uh, sort of some of the downsides happen to me, but I don't complain about everything, anything. I, I make fun of everything that I love, actually. And if I have anything negative to say about any experiences, I don't name that person, really. Because, hey, I cashed the check. Yeah. You know, I went through the Hollywood system. It's tough, you know, but it, they treated me fairly. I, I have no complaints and not one bad thing ever happened to me because of being famous. Well, I was reading uh, a, a number of the reviews. Again, I said the reviews are, 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 are pretty stellar. And one, though, I think it was in Kirkus or whatever, made, made point and kept going back to this, saying how you dispense remarkably sound advice on how to invest in art made by monkeys. Do you care to yes. elaborate? Yes. Well, it's the only movement left that you can afford, and it's about to buy now before it catches on. Because in the 50s, when abstract expressionists came out, it became a huge way to make fun of the new art, was have monkeys in zoos do them. And Betsy was the first one in the Baltimore Zoo. She became so famous, she toured America. And then was trans was uh, challenged by Coco at uh, uh, yes. London, and they had a paint-off. But because of misogyny in the art world, all the famous Picasso bought one of Coco's man race because Betsy was a woman. They went for Coco. So I'm I'm really saying that zoos all around the country have monkey art hidden away and forgotten. That is the next movement. I I, I believe that, wow, and John. I'm willing to invest on <laughs> on simply brilliant. your suggestion. Monkey art is the next great frontier. So okay, well you've heard Go it from Betsy Baltimore Zoo. Okay. <laughs> uh, so John, you're going to be at the Free Library on Thursday. Is this a reading or Q and A or a little both? What are you doing? Um, I think it's a little of both. You know, okay. I'll probably read some, and I think I have to look on that when I'm doing a conversation. And, yeah, it'll be with the audience. And uh, I, I think I've been there with the last two books. It's a great place to do it. And I'm for the library as where, as a child, I looked up the first devious things I ever wanted to find <laughs> out about. So I am very much for the library. Uh, excellent. Well, listen, we're big fans. We appreciate it. And uh, we love that you keep coming back to Philadelphia. Well, thanks for having me. All right, no problem. John Waters, yeah. guys. Thank you so much, sir. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, you can get tickets, by the way, at uh, <laughs> libraryphila.tix.com. You know what he just said there at the end that totally rings true and I never even thought about? All the deviant things. This is pre-internet, mind you, uh, that you maybe wanted to find out about. We went to the library. To so I was just thinking about the same thing because part of the deal when when we were kids, my dad on it was either she was probably Sunday afternoon or you like throughout the winter we'd go. One of the stops every weekend was to go to the library and we'd go and 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 take out a, and that's where I was taking out stuff about demons and you know every weird thing that I'm into now sci-fi and and horror movies yeah. and and all that stuff and serial killers. It was all available at the at the, uh, at the library, and not to mention somebody would always find boobs somewhere in the library. Photography, and you would yep. be able to to locate those somehow through words. You know, where oh, yeah. would get around yeah. National yeah. Geographic. Yeah, yeah. 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 their uh, anatomy, photography. Those, mm-hmm. <laughs> those where you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wow. So I I love that guy. That's great that he's uh, going to be in town again. Um, speaking of the library and all things scholastic, yes. Uh, some graduations have already started to take place across the country, and a really interesting thing happened at Morehouse College. Yeah, this is very cool on Sunday, and um, I, we have the audio that will play of this. But a guy, he's a billionaire. His name is Robert F. Smith. Uh, made an announcement. So he had already gifted the school $1.5 million. Very generous. And he had attended Morehouse. Yeah, exactly. So, But during his remarks, there were about 400 graduating seniors. Um, 
He's a, by the way, he's a technology investor and philanthropist, but he made an announcement to the entire graduating class that he was going to grant to eliminate the student debt of every single student graduating. So they did the math on it. Yeah. About $40 million. About $40 million. Wow. Oh, my God. And they right. said, like, the kids were, like, wait, like just this year, like, all four years, uh, just the front row, us, like, all, you know? And <laughs> oh, they, he was like, on. no, yeah. everyone. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. everybody in the class of 2018 and 2020 are like, seriously. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah, yay! But uh, he's he's been generous in the past. Yeah. This is... This is stellar. I, I thought the same thing, but listen, you do what you can. Yeah. yeah. And you can't yeah, yeah, help yeah. everybody, and unfortunately, not everybody gets to be there I'm at pressing. the right time. Some people are suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But how amazing. Was he the, the, the guest speaker, I assume? Yeah, he was the, uh, the he commencement, was a, speaker. commencement, commencement speaker. speaker. Yeah, so maybe the class of 2018 should ask him to speak at the moment. No, you know the school's <laughs> going to ask him every year. You have to. You trust him. Yes. <laughs> here's, the, uh, here's the clip of yeah. him uh, making the announcement. On behalf of the eight generations of my family who have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. Now, I've got the alumni over there, and this is a challenge to you, alumni. This is my class, 2019, and my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. I think there's a little confusion along with happiness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Going, wait, is he? Uh, 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 that, uh, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> and it did take a while because you and there's there's video of, of people like looking around like what 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 is this? Yeah, so he's eliminating all of their debt for their yeah, it's just That's amazing. astonishing. That is so to amazing. give you some perspective in this article, they they talked to a couple of people, a um a uh, guy named Tonga Relaford, whose son Charles is a member of the class 2019, estimates that his student loans are about $70,000. Which is, you know, you, you know there's a story here. A lot of this debt cripples students when they get out of, yeah. of college. Uh, Elijah Demorius, a business administrator major, said, I could do a backflip. If I could do a backflip, I would. I am deeply ecstatic. Uh, resident of Harlem, uh, Dormius uh, was carrying $90,000 in student debt. Uh, his five siblings all came to Atlanta to see him graduate along with his mother. In the commencement speech, uh, Smith had uh, said being on the bus toward success isn't enough. You want to own it, you want to drive it, and you want to pick up as many people as you can along the way. Yeah. And then he charged them. <clears throat> he said uh, he, he had charged the class 2019 with doing its part to improve the lives of black America. Morehouse is a mainly black university or yes. college. Uh, he said, I'm, I'm putting some fuel into your bus, and I'm counting on you to load up that bus. A right, quick question, though. Uh, where does this fall with, like, a, like tax? Uh, oh, they're going to get killed. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Obviously, I'd rather pay the taxes on the $90,000 gift than paying $90,000, but... Does it? Do they? Are there any tax implications? I'm not here? sure. Okay. I'm not sure if this or how it's worked out or or what the deal is. Yeah, but I mean, the legality is going to be. It's going to be. It's not going to be real easy for them to take care of all that, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to take a little while to get to everybody and get it all done. And one or two people may fall through the cracks, and something's going to happen. You know that happens yep. when, when you're talking about hundreds of people getting something. Something's going to forty fall. million dollars though <sighs> to make that donation to, to put it in. in <clears throat> and now this is a generous thing on on her part, but Oprah. Uh, she, I think it was 500000 she donated to her alma mater. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So, By the way, before we go to the Oprah clips, um, 
Also, uh, Angela Bassett was uh, received an honorary degree that day at uh, Morehouse, and she spoke as well. Uh, she referenced uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and suggested the class of 2019 might emulate him but take their own path. Uh, so that's a big one-two commencement. There are speakers at your college, Angela Bassett, and then this guy who's yeah. gifting $40 million. I mean, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> it's just astonishing. All right, so here's Oprah. Uh, and do we know where she was speaking? She, uh, yes, give me two seconds. Um, she was speaking at, it was DeVry Preston. Oh, oh she I was uh, <laughs> the people that are left for VCR repair. <laughs> and, and gun repair. And gun repair. Don't forget gun repair. One mm-hmm. second, I apologize. No, that's all right. I, I didn't right. catch where uh, she was speaking. I a, 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 an institute of learning. Oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> a college of some sort? A college of some Colorado sort. Colorado College. Colorado College, of course. I was just holding out to heighten the excitement. Okay. so I here's so excited. Yeah. Here's her speaking to Colorado College. So you can pick a problem, literally any problem. The list is long. And the truth is, you cannot fix everything. But what you can do is make a decision. And the decision is that you will use your life in service. Okay. And that was part one. And then part two is this. And you will speak up. You will show up. You will stand up. You will sit in. You will volunteer. You will vote. You will shout out. You will help. You will lend a hand. You will offer your talent and your kindness however you can. And you will radically transform whatever moment you're in. (laughs) Arnold agrees. Of course, that's her deal. And uh, scoring Oprah is a, a big deal. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, she's she's gotten to be kind of the um, the, uh, the the champion of yeah. commencement speeches. Yeah. She comes in and does, does the full inspirational thing. Do you uh, think she even accepts a fee? I think she demands a fee. <laughs> no, no, she nah. probably doesn't. She would, uh, or maybe she who knows? Maybe she donates it to charity or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Not or sure. maybe she takes that money and donates it back to the school. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Ian, who's a CPA. He's going to clear up the tax yeah. question for you, Casey. Cool. Hello, Ian. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Rob. Thank you, man. So what do you think? This guy walks in, says, I'm going to pay your student loan debt. What do you think happens after that? The tax on a gift to the to the guy who's getting the gift is zero. Oh. If somebody walks in and gives you a billion dollars, you owe zero tax. Okay. so this... it's, it's on the giver. All right. So the, the actual – so he giving out forty, basically $40 million worth of um, of uh, coverage for their, their debt, he is the one who will have to pay the tax on that? Exactly. So, do you do would, if you're a betting? So he's going to cover the cost. So there will be an, an, a cost in and above that forty million because they they calculated out what they believe to be the outstanding student debt, and so he'll have to add on top of that. So, w- what percentage more? How much more do you think he'll pay in taxes to make this donation? It's it's about forty percent. Okay. Wow. It's substantial. Wow. I mean, damn. Yikes. There, so maybe he's going to reconsider. Want. Listen, I spoke out of turn a little while ago. <laughs> I uh, did not do the number crunching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't happening. Uh, yeah. Many of you in the first row will get uh, your debt defrayed, at least. We'll work out a program. You come by the house and do some work. Well, maybe that maybe that forty million estimate includes that. I doubt it, but who knows? Yeah, that's still. I mean, come on, you. Great for him, though. Yeah, it's, it's great it's for cool. him. It's great for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Most definitely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it, buddy. 
You guys rock. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. What was yeah. that plot line on The Office? Where was it Scott's? Oh, nuts? he had Scott. Yeah. Gosh, it was great. He had said if he had told these kids that if they got a certain grade point average, I think it was at an, at an all African American. It school, was, yeah. That he would he would cover their tuition. He he had no ability to do that. <laughs> no, and, and then he they're graduating he, from high school. He so forgot 12, about it. Completely forgets about it. Twelve yeah. years later, they honor him. There's like there's a whole dance number. It, it, it was, I mean, it was just like. Casey, I don't know if yes. you saw it, but it's like yes. painful to watch. It's cringeworthy. <laughs> and he has to tell these kids who are now graduating with honors that he's not going to send any one of them to college. And what was what was his what was his deflection that he, he was I, going to I forget. I man. mean, it was so so you you're watching just sweating, it's but it's painfully hilarious. He had told them when they were in like kindergarten yes. or something yeah. like and that. And there's oh, pictures of these, God. these are my kids. They're yeah. they're my kids. Yeah. I think it was and, Scott's Tots, right? Scott's, I think that's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And if they if they achieved a certain GPA and everything, he would cover it all. Twelve years that. later, they do it. <laughs> Did you guys get any uh, graduation gifts of, of any? Uh, my notes? parents were just glad that I finished college. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, let's start with high school because uh, uh, I've got a high school graduate in a couple of weeks, and I haven't even considered we had a getting party. a gift. I should yeah. definitely get a gift. Yeah, we're going to have a, a get together. Yeah, just a bunch of, uh, of friends came over, you know, and it was pretty casual. But I didn't, uh, I didn't get to go anywhere or get a car or anything like college that. College is usually, um, I think, where you're going to get a little bit more on the. You get an offer of a trip, or you get something that's a little okay. bit more substantive. But for for high school, it was we had a party. Uh, this couple of friends, you know, donated. Um, I mean, donated, but gave the gift of like a you know bonds or something like that, and mm-hmm. and it was, but it, it wasn't anything extravagant. Yeah, we got um, money to kind of start, you know, help start uh, whatever you needed for college, yeah, okay. and then after college to you know kind of get moving. And that's yeah. usually that's usually what they are, right? A high school graduation gift. If you, if it, if you're going yeah. to a high school. Graduation party, you're an adult or whatever. You that's yeah, that yeah. kind of gift. Don't yeah. bring them a gift. Forty million dollars. Are you Just talking about million. what you should get for your own kid for? Yeah. Well, day, well no, yeah, I was yeah. I was saying, what did you get? Yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I got exactly. anything. Yeah, uh, what could have been that good then? Yeah. But college, like if you'd gotten forty million dollars, <laughs> you would have remembered that. College, I got a party, which was a gift because then people that came to the party ended up giving me money. So. Right. Yeah. Um, my mom asked me, uh, when I graduated, would you like a party or would you like some money to like go travel somewhere? Yeah. And I said, uh, I'll take money to go travel somewhere. And then she said, uh, you're getting a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> party it is. Uh, yeah. Party it is. Uh, they had, uh, they had a party for you? Yeah. It was fun? Yeah. Okay. My, um, my cousins, uh, they had their grandfather, uh, he made more money than my dad did. Um, so he, they all got Rolexes when they graduated college. Wow. All, Whoa. All 11 grandchildren. Come on. I went to a graduation party yesterday, and what's wild is a, a lot of the kids that were there I haven't seen in a while. Was Oprah there? No, Oprah was no. not there. But it, it's wild seeing all of a sudden um, adults, people on the on the brink of adulthood. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, man. Mm-hmm. It was. It, Does it make you feel bad? It's um, it's a. I'm going to be dead soon. What's the proper word? Yeah, it's a uh, an uh, eye opener. I guess so. Sobering. Or it's it's what's that? Sobering, Sobering kind of. Yeah. yeah, it was just weird, unexpected. I'm like, oh, I am getting older. <laughs> but you know what? You know, it's 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 the way life goes, man. Yeah, yeah man. It's all about it. Yeah. You guys are just little little kind of kids. <laughs> now you're growing up and it's beautiful it's strange i'm gonna go, go away i'm gonna go to paul who is a tax lawyer wants to comment on the uh, the money thing again hi paul good morning 
Hi, guys. How are you? You rock. Thank wow. you. All right. Do you want to chime in on the uh, the legalities of giving uh, all these kids this money? Sure. It's perfectly legal, and I think he will have his – I'm sure he has lots of tax lawyers and tax accountants rather than just CPAs. Yeah. If I were advising him, I'd have to look at everything, but I think he'll work out a way to make a charitable contribution to the school – and the school will refund their tuition payment so they can repay their debts. And he won't have to pay uh, more than the $40 million. That sounds okay. like an easier way to go about right. it. Right. Yeah. Instead of just giving, like, pulling up with a big truck full of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go grab what yeah, you need. Yeah, it's probably a better way a to go about it. Dump full of change. Yeah, it's out there in the parking lot. There's a big yeah. pile and everyone gets a shovel. All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it, man. All right. Yeah, whatever way, whatever would be the worst way to do it, that's how I would do it. I wonder if other billionaires will step up and do something like that. I think they're just biting at the bit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all like, oh, great. Right, exactly. Great. Oh. And I call upon the other of my compatriots. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Wow. What a surprise, though. It's pretty damn cool. And we are, we're in the thick of it now. It was like prom season this past week or so. Yep. And now we're getting into graduation. So a number of the schools have already, um, so is Temple done? Temple's done. Uh, Nova, colleges, yeah. Nova was on Saturday. St. Joe's was on Saturday. Right. Um, and then uh, and high schools are And the high up. schools in, uh, in two weeks? Uh, yeah, roughly between yeah. any anytime between now and two weeks or so, they're they're wrapping it up. So. God Almighty! So yeah. yeah, you're you're going through the process. Going through the process, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, uh, we do need to take a break. We're going to go ahead and do that very thing right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we'll get to the B file. You know, I'll reiterate our uh, announcement we made earlier. Burt Kreischer's coming to town, uh, and I'll tell you about his show and tickets and all this stuff when we get back. Stay there. We need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Believe for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So with the wrap-up of, uh, of Game of Thrones last night, I won't tell you the fate of the of the Iron Throne, but uh, Steve has long said over the the past couple of months he keeps mentioning this is that we need a throne for me here in the studio, and I think it would be if we were to do something like that if it had mic stands instead of swords yeah. coming up in the back like a whole bunch of mic stands. It's not like you know Dave Grohl's guitar throne and everything. Uh, I'm, I'm warming up to that idea. Well, I just think it'd be great, would, like, if a guest comes in and you don't even mention it, but they, right. you're just, like, sitting in your <laughs> the throne, you know. Uh, it gives you a little bit of a little bit of height, you know, mm. uh, but you can still operate the board. Well, maybe there's some metal workers who could uh, <laughs> yeah. do something like that. For what about Brian Carlisle? He's the guy, uh, He the, the Weston Bill Incorporated. He did the uh, Golden Carriage Bolt Award. Very talented well, guy. He's talented, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, do you remember the guys who made that, that fire pit? 
that had WMMR. Yes, now those guys are excellent. That, that might be the type of uh, of people we yeah. would want on something they like that. They came to a camp out, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 they, and, and they, it, we auctioned off that uh, that fire pit for uh, money to go to the camp out for hunger. It was really cool. So there's one, we're looking at one that's golf clubs. Yeah, there's which, a Tiger Woods. They, yeah. they had him sit in something like that, which is really cool. That looks great. But I think Mike stands <laughs> with a variety of different microphones, uh, you know, different like a ribbon mic or yeah. you know, different styles of mics might be kind of cool. This way, when you're Start squeaking, you can just pull a microphone around from the chair. Yeah, exactly. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> One of them has a gooseneck right, yeah. on it, you know. <laughs> like in the like in a bank. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be awesome. Uh so hey, get started on that, creative people. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> build me a throne. Now. Please. Yeah. My surfs, build me a throne. All right. We should do the uh bizarre file. Oh uh, no, real quick, let me uh oh. Reiterate this information. Uh, I'm not going to give away tickets to this. I'm just going to mention because we did in the last Bizarre File, we made an announcement uh, that Burt Kreischer's coming to town. And uh, he's going to be playing at the Met. We're going to talk to to uh, Burt on Wednesday because there's a pre-sale that's happening that morning uh, that where you can get tickets. But the date of the show is Saturday, July 27th, a Saturday night, hanging out with Burt Kreischer at the Met. Sounds perfect. I, I have to imagine it's going to sell out in pretty short order. Yeah. You know? I mean, Especially it's a perfect confluence. Seeing his last special, his Netflix special, that was at the Trocadero. Yeah. He was scouting locations uh, when the Eagles had the Super Bowl parade, and Burt came down to our location where we were broadcasting live, and he was telling us all about how they were going to set the venue up and everything, and then... Uh, it, it looks so great on camera. So you know the Met's going to be awesome. Uh, so uh, just mark that on your calendar. Tickets go on sale Thursday at noon at Ticketmaster.com. But there is a pre-sale on Wednesday. Uh, the complete information, password, and all that is at WMMR.com. We'll talk to Bert on Wednesday. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service for generations. One family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. Well, a British tourist who booked a $200 a night home in Amsterdam through Airbnb was stunned to find out that the cottage was actually a shipping container set up on the roadside. <laughs> Just a shipping container? Yeah. Ben Speller arrived in the Dutch city ahead of a football match, uh, hopefully, uh, he, or hopeful of finding somewhere cheap and cheerful. Mr. Speller was delighted when he came across the listing for a clean home in Amsterdam with a private bathroom. Well, they got the cheap part. But the Londoner received quite the shock after arriving at his one-night stay to be met with a gray shipping container with three mattresses and a portable toilet inside it. I mean, it looks like a giant trash can is what it looks like. Uh, He said, we had already driven past the container three times in the taxi trying to find the place. We thought, this can't be it. But we got out and turned out that it was true. We opened the back door to look inside, locked the door and left, and then we went to a hotel. Uh, Mr. Speller is asking for the owner asking the owner for a refund, but the request was denied, leading to Airbnb refunding the man his money as well as uh, for the hotel booking itself. So they're making good on that. I've been on Airbnb shipping container. Yeah. Uh, maybe he got confused. Uh, the home, described as a cottage by a host calling cottage. themselves Jacob, was taken off the site shortly after Mr. Speller raised the complaint. Wow, one man's cottage is another man's shipping container. So this is pretty great. It's a very, very short story. I saw the video of it last week. Maybe you guys saw this too. A video that shows a welder 
accidentally trapping his own head between railings while he was attaching a metal bar. Oh, you see yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. So he just he leaned over. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but when he was done welding it, he realized he couldn't get his head out. It shows him poking his head underneath the top bar, not realizing, and he was putting the lower bar underneath there, and he had trapped himself. Luckily, a saw was within his reach, and he was able to cut himself free. Uh, it's unknown where the video was taken. It's pretty damn funny, though. Uh, the build-up to a wedding is stressful enough, but one couple were dealt a devastating blow in the week before their big day that threatened to put the whole thing in jeopardy. A bride-to-be took to Facebook seeking advice after discovering that her fiancé's 16-year-old son had gotten her 15-year-old daughter pregnant. Whoa! Oh my God. Whoa! No. Right before they were supposed to get married. Hey, we got you a gift. <laughs> the anonymous woman revealed that it was five days before their nuptials and questioned whether or not they should still go ahead with their plans to get married. Explaining she and her fiancé had been engaged and planning their wedding for a year, the woman wrote, he has a 16-year-old son, I have a 15-year-old daughter. We are now five days away from the wedding. Yesterday, my 15-year-old daughter and 16-year-old son both told us that she's pregnant and he's the daddy. Uh, she concluded the post with, now what? Asking if she should still get married or not. Obviously, people were chiming in with their opinion on it. No clear-cut decision has been made as of yet. That's wild. You know, those little rascals. A New York uh, Police Department officer was arrested after she tried to have a hitman hire to kill her ex-husband as well as a child. I think you would know that that's illegal if you're a police officer. You're a cop, right? Valerie uh, Cincinnati tried to get her current boyfriend to hire a hitman. Uh, Cincinnati was arrested by the FBI, FBI following a sting operation. The child was her current boyfriend's 14-year-old daughter. See, I'm a little confused. I don't know if that's right or not. How, why would she have her boyfriend try to hire a a man to kill his own daughter, it's I don't know. It's easier to just have your kids have sex with each other, yeah, like the last story. and get them knocked up. Yeah. So the officer's father spoke out defending his daughter, saying that uh, he doesn't believe she did it. Uh, Lou Cincinnati uh, said, I guarantee you my daughter is innocent on this. The officer previously worked out of the 106th Precinct in Queens uh, before being placed on modified duty in 2017 for an unrelated domestic incident. Before that, though, she was an award-winning officer. According to a complaint filed by Cincinnati, a federal prosecutor, she made a cash withdrawal of $7,000 from a bank to give to a cooperating source identified as her current boyfriend who would, in turn, give it to the hitman. I thought hitman, hitman, uh, a lot cheaper than I thought they would be. Seven grand? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. On or about May 8th, the complaint says uh, Cincinnati told her boyfriend to, quote, have the hitman kill Jane Doe over the weekend and then wait a week or a month to kill John Doe because they're not naming these people. Uh, a review of the boyfriend's cell phone and text messages between him and Cincinnati confirms that they communicated using cell multiple times. Cincinnati was notified in person by a detective at her home that her estranged husband had been murdered. The boyfriend was present with Cincinnati at the time of the notification, outfitted with a recording device at the direction of law enforcement. After the detective left the home, Cincinnati allegedly began to discuss her alibi. Then an FBI agent posing as a hitman sent a text message to the boyfriend, which included a photograph of the alleged crime scene in which Cincinnati's estranged husband appeared to be dead in his car. Whoa. And a uh, demand for an additional $3,000 to kill Jane Doe. Okay, so the seven... stage those, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah. So the $7,000 uh, w- was not for for both. 
It wasn't. Uh, a, it wasn't a bogo. No, 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 no. It wasn't a bogo. Yeah. You, you had to pay an extra three grand to <laughs> right. get your daughter. I mean, it's not ridiculous. Maybe you have a coupon or something. In response, Cincinnati allegedly instructed her boyfriend to delete the text messages and photographs, citing fear that law enforcement could subpoena the phone. That's messed up, man. Jeez. And unfortunately, we got to end it there. We got to wrap on that particular story. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention this morning. We'll have a lesson question with a prize in conjunction with that, as well as the trash of music news. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are the Preston and Steve Show Monday morning. Uh, Nice warm day. Summer. Uh, You can call this a summer day. That's what it feels like. 90 degrees. First time we're hitting that temperature uh, for the season or year, I should say. Uh, but then back to spring tomorrow, 74 and 77 on Wednesday, 80 degrees on Thursday. That's good-looking stuff, man. Like it. Uh, let's see. We have some stuff to give away. We have a lesson question we're going to ask, and up for grabs today is a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. Multitude of questions to choose from today, and there's almost too many for me to really go for, but I think i got to go with this. What was the last racist line on Cheers? <laughs> if you remember the ending of Cheers, uh, Sam goes to the door because there's somebody that wants to come in. We never see who it is. Yeah, it's somebody yeah. who wants to come into the bar, and but unfortunately, he has to tell them this. Just ruined it. It was the last racist line. <laughs> the series finale of Cheers, 215-263-WMMR. call. <laughs> Call now, and we're going to do the trash for you calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. <laughs> it would be so outlandish. What, uh, it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Memorial Day sale is going on now. Visit them on Route 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Lamar Odom has revealed he used a prosthetic penis to pass a drug test to play in the 2004 Olympics. Even more alarming, he passed the test after mailing it to them. Wow. <laughs> hey! I mean, you think they would know at that point. Arnold Schwarzenegger was attacked and kicked in the back by a young man while appearing at a bodybuilding event in South Africa. Arnold tried to make light of the the attack, saying, I'll be kicked in the back, but everyone just groaned and walked away. <laughs> and finally, former Kylie Jenner boyfriend and sort of rapper Tyga failing to show up for a performance at the San Diego Club on Friday night. The audience was reportedly so angry that the guy stormed out and left in his car. All right, let's see if you can give us the answer to this. Uh, what was the last racist line on the TV show Cheers? And I will go to DJ to see if he knows the answer. Hey, DJ, how you doing, man? Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? DJ, what was the last racist line on Cheers? Uh, we don't serve your kind. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Hang on a second, man. DJ, we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Now over to the Franklin Institute. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. Uh, An exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. I also want to give a couple of honorable mentions from some other lines. 
uh, that could have been the lesson question today. Which raccoon is going to take care of all the other zombie raccoons in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, that was Negan Raccoon. <laughs> Negan Raccoon. And I love this. Where does the gang head after winter ends at Game of Thrones? Spring break, baby! (laughs) Well, winter's coming, and then it ends, and it's spring. Yeah. All right, we need to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, uh, unfortunately, going to lead with some terrible news in, in music news. Uh, Gabriel Crahan, yeah. who is the 20-year-old daughter of Slipknot percussionist and co-founder M. Sean Clown Crahan, died on Saturday, and no cause of death has been revealed as of yet. So I'm looking at the pictures. This lovely young lady. Clearly, you know, uh, her, her dad, proud pictures with her dad, and they don't know what, what happened. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, you... I know it. You what uh, immediately you, you, yeah. you jump to an overdose yeah. or something like that, but I have no idea exactly what happened. But Sean announced his daughter's passing on a social media post on Sunday, writing mm-hmm. it is with a broken heart and from a place of deepest pain that I have to inform all of you that my youngest daughter Gabrielle passed away yesterday. She was 22 years old. Uh, funeral arrangements will be forthcoming. My family is asking that our privacy be respected moving forward. Thank you. Uh, Corey uh, Taylor <clears throat> offered his condolences via Twitter, writing, My heart is broken for my brother. Please keep the Crayon family in your thoughts and love. She will be missed. Uh, she was one of four children that he had with his wife, Chantel, uh, whom he married in June of 92. Gabriel's brother, um, Simon, and older sister, Alexandria, both expressed their grief over her death on social media. Passing came just after Slipknot uh, performed live for the first time in over two years. They, they were on Jimmy Kimmel on Friday night. Uh, they unveiled their new masks and their single Unstained last week as well. So horribly tragic. It is. Terrible, terrible. Blink-182 bassist Mark Hoppus has responded to some of the more divisive reactions from the fans over the trio's new single, Blame It On My Youth. Speaking on the Blink-155 podcast late last week, Hoppus remarked, when people react strongly one way or the other on a song, I think it's better than someone coming out with... Something coming out and people being like, meh. Uh, he said, uh, Blink always has done our best work when we keep our head down, write stuff that uh, we love, that's important to us, and people have come on a journey with us. And I can't try and write a song to uh, hit a moving target of what I think people are going to expect. Blink is is or should be or what they or want Blink to be. He says they just write whatever comes out, basically. You sound insane. <laughs> Uh, he also denied allegations that the band has tried to write songs expressly for radio airplay, saying we never sit down uh, with the intent of let's write a radio single. A uh, single because what is a radio single? I don't just, know what works on radio. He said. I mean, so did you hear? Have you heard right. the song? I did. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I think it sounds great. Is it very blinkish? Very, very blinkish. In right. fact, I want to. I'm trying to think of how the metal- melody goes in my head, but I mean, when it first starts off. It sounds like another song. Um, Do we, we have it? No, we, we don't. Oh. There it is. That's it. That's it. Space people. That's I it. I knew it sounded familiar. Blame They're it on very much into that stuff. Uh, Blame it on my youth is taking from Blink's uh, upcoming studio album, which Hoppus admitted is still being mixed, and the uh, title and final track listing is still to be determined. I think it goes like, "Blame it on my youth." <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you guys know it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It does it's not more you can do <laughs> than blame it on my youth. Yes. 
Catchy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no question. Uh, Marilyn Manson will appear in the upcoming HBO series The New Pope, a follow-up to the controversial 2017 show The Young Pope. Also, Oh, appear- that was the one with uh, Jude Law, right? Yeah. yeah. Also appearing on the program will be actress Sharon Stone. As um, Mrs. Pope. <laughs> both Manson and Stone are known to have been big fans of The Young Pope. This is the Mishes. Uh, no detail of the roles have been revealed, but a photo released of Manson suggests that the rocker will be playing a character not too different from his public persona. Okay. Uh, the rest of the cast includes Jude Law, uh, who played the Pope in the first series, along with John Malkovich, who will play a Pope as well. Uh, principal photography has finished on the show, but no air date has been set yet. Bush has shared a video for the song Bullet Holes, which is featured in the newly released movie John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. It is unclear whether the song, which was written with film composer Tyler, uh, with, yeah, film composer Tyler Bates, will also appear on Bush's upcoming studio album. Gavin Rossdale said about the song in an interview, ironically, it was completely written, disconnected to the movie. I've done this record with Tyler Bates, and he's doing the music for the whole movie, and I wrote that song with him. With nothing of that in mind. Uh, the words that I wrote just really fit with the whole symphony thing and bullet holes, obviously, because that's what the song is called. Do you remember that song in the movie case? I don't. Yeah. No, I I don't I have no idea what time Where of the that movie. song would have even been yeah. incorporated. No, and, yeah. in, in fact, the only time I remember there actually being music in the movie was like towards the end when some classical music was playing. Yeah. And I thought had, uh, what you had said after you saw it on Thursday. About it being high art. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's great stuff. That's all you thought? Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> that's, you, we, we share our language. <laughs> well, no, you, you checked out. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to stop talking. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, once again, proving that he's road ready, Mick Jagger took to social media on Saturday to post a quick clip of him on a black Stratocaster rocking out in rehearsal space. Why is no one on MySpace? Uh, back on Thursday, Jagger posted a video to his social media uh, platform showing him doing his legendary dance workout to the Wombats techno fan. Uh, the 75-year-old Rolling Stones frontman underwent uh, heart valve replacement surgery last month in Manhattan. Again, 75 years old, jumping around like this. And has reportedly been given a clean bill of health by his doctors. Yeah, he's uh, it's, it's really impressive, actually. So, But he's been doing that all his life, and that's why he, uh, you know... He's in that kind of shape. Steve, I saved this uh, for you and I. Yes. We're just talking about uh, one of these guys. I think we were talking. Well, we were talking about the Hardy Boys the other day. Yes, uh, uh, Sean Cassidy and Parker Stevenson. Yeah, well, Sean Cassidy played his first show in nearly 40 years because Sean had a little bit of a music career, too. David Cassidy's younger brother. Yes. from uh, Obviously, David Cassidy from the Partridge family and his, obviously, successful music career. He had great hair. Uh, but he played in uh, Buellton, California's Standing Sun Wines. Cassidy, who is the younger brother of David Cassidy, is currently in the midst of a multi-year overall deal with NBC Universal Television and serves as a consulting producer on uh, NBC's hit hospital drama, New Amsterdam. He's a behind-the-scenes... Uh, he's been producing TV shows and Has movies he? for years. I yeah. didn't even know that. I, yeah. I thought he 
kind of fell off the face of the earth. No, it says, in fact, it says it leads with 1970s teen heartthrob turned major TV producer, well, Sean Cassidy. Good for him. I was about to make a failing career joke. Uh, Cassidy's Gig, which is the first of six comeback shows, served as a mini biographical, biographical production with Cassidy telling some heartfelt and humorous stories about his life, family, and career. I kind of always liked him. He did some covers uh, like Eric Carmen's Hey, uh, Deanny. I don't know. Deanny. Uh, isn't that what that looks like, Deanny? Uh, yeah. Or Deanny? Deanny? Uh, that's rock and roll. From, uh, also, The Love and Spoonfuls, Do You Believe in Magic? A Great tribute to his brother David uh, on the Partridge Family Classic, I'll Meet You Halfway. And he also did Do Run Run. Remember, he had that That hit. was a hit for him. Did Be My Baby, It's Like Heaven, and The Who's So Sad About Us. So I thought that was kind of interesting that the dude's back out there singing again. Very 40 nice. years. Yep. All right, and there you go. That is what I have. You know what? Uh, and I have a follow-up here. <laughs> okay, there's one more thing if you want, and, and being that this is the day after the Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. Did you see the thing that they did where they, the guy clipped together the mashups of the entire cast is basically singing Ice Ice Baby? Yeah, that actually that came out a few weeks ago. Oh, I did, did it? it? Okay. But uh, I, you want to play a little bit of it? Uh, if you want. Sure. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. All right, stop. It's pretty good. We did all kinds of clips from that, yeah. Uh, by the way, somebody texted just to let us know, hey, what you guys are singing, other? That sounded like Blame It on the Rain from Millie Vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was the that was the joke. <laughs> we, we well, space people really isn't a Blink One Eighty Two song. We, we knew that. But thanks for noticing and for listening. Listen, and for listening. Uh, it'd be you. You never err. Always err on the side of thinking we're stupid. Yeah. You'll, you should be right. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two, get that letter of the day, put the word of the week prize, see if we can uh, set somebody up with that on a Friday. Opportunity that letter first, very first one. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We have a week ahead of us, friends. we got a lot to do. One of the first things we want to do is award our next winner of Coolest Teacher of the Year. We had this morning Highland Regional High School's Coolest Teacher, Miss Christine uh, Siako, who came on, or Miss C, as she said. Miss C. Uh, but we're going to find out who wins tomorrow from Steinert High School. That's in Hamilton, New Jersey. And if you go to school there, then you are eligible to vote for the Coolest Teacher. Just text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name at 39333. We're doing this up till, I don't know, a couple more weeks, and then uh, kids are off for the summer. Uh, we'll, we'll thank you that we do. In a way, when this comes around, and, and a few people have uh, texted and said that uh, 
Gets him in the mood for school wrapping up in summer. Yeah, so all these indicators that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, you can feel it coming. Hey, I want to thank uh, John Waters. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. I love talking to him. He's so easy to chat with. And he's such a unique dude. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be in our area. He will be at the Free Library on Thursday night, 730. Tickets at Library Phila. .tix.com, and he's got a new book out. It is called Mr. Know-It-All, The Tarnished Wisdom of a Filth Elder. <laughs> and uh, he's got all kinds of interesting stories, so it was cool to have him on this morning. And I'll reiterate that we made a uh, an announcement uh, about a show coming to town. Burt Kreischer is going to be playing at the Met on Saturday, July 27th. So we're excited to have uh, Bert back in town. We'll talk to him on Wednesday about that show coming up. So uh, hang in there for that. Pierre Robert has... All right. Yay. Hey, man. Hey, you kids. Nice to see you. Well. We spent the day together on Saturday. We did. We had a lovely day. It was fun. It really, um, and I don't know uh, what your guys' consensus of it was, but um, I'm going to say pound for pound, vibe for vibe. I thought it was the best one we've ever had. I'm I'm in the ballpark with you, man, because, I mean, number one, the weather helped. It, it, It always is better when you have a pleasant day, but... I didn't come across anybody that seemed like everybody seemed to be having fun. I'm telling you exactly the same thing. I went up on the lawn. I love going up on the lawn. I did it twice. I I went from side to side on the lawn uh, in the late afternoon, and then in the uh, when Shinedown was on at the end of the evening, and and that's where you can tell. That's where you can take the temperature of the crowd, uh, and um, they were in. Just great spirits. I mean, it was just it was just lovely, and um, the 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 crowd couldn't have been cooler. The bands couldn't have been cooler. Uh, the vibe couldn't have been cooler, and obviously the weather. It was just it was uh, there was a, a magical touch to it. I thought all of the improvements, those big screens that were facing out on the lawn, yep. really made it uh, yep. very cool. How late were you there, man? Uh, well, you see, in fact, you 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 hang out by the exit as people are leaving. Yeah. You always you, you always get audio of that. Jackie and Brent and I were there. We were doing after show coverage as people were leaving, and then uh, every then yeah, with each break we do, the security steps us another <laughs> step in because they're like, please let us go home. Uh, and, yeah. You know, of course, I want to cover one little more aspect of when the lawn was mowed last, <laughs> and by the time uh, eventually we close it down, and we had a huge crew, wonderful MM Army crew, and um, uh, and then I uh, Shine Down was still there. They weren't leaving till uh, some bands um, have a, a thing where they, if they've been traveling night to night to night, their bus driver is required to sleep until a certain time. So they are not scheduled even to leave. So they weren't scheduled to leave till two a.m. Oh, wow. out of the facility. Um, so I went back to say good night to them. Uh, some of them were still in the venue, and then uh, Brent was on the bus, and I went back to say a quick good night to him. And then, as uh, all of a sudden, I realized. I left my bag at the at the broadcast tent, and so I said good night. And I went back and I said, "This is not feeling good." And it was pretty quiet out. <laughs> and I go back, and the Emma Marmy is long gone. Was so, the bag there? No, of course not. No, but they it was un, it, they had it with them, uh, uh, but it was in a the my bag was in a bag under the table. It was a double bagger. It was a double bagger, <laughs> and I go, "Oh, Magoo, you've done it again." <laughs> So I, I shoved. They grabbed it, right? No, it wasn't that I didn't have it, but it was uh, it, my keys were in it. Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> Dude, Magoo. I didn't know that. Oh. 
A no, piece like, of advice. So I'd stay in your pocket. Always man. the keys above yeah. everything else. Keep those in your pocket. Well, I because I do so badly on losing wallet keys, cell phone, they're always in this little bag I've been carrying. Until <laughs> you and, lose that. Until I no. leave that. I didn't lose it. <laughs> right, I left right. it. Keys and money. Uh, so I keep my Pockets. money and credit cards loose in, in, that, in my pocket, deep in my pocket, right. and my keys. That you, can, you, you can get around with that. You can, but I didn't. <laughs> is there uh, an app on your phone that you can use? Well, my car is in the shop, so oh. I couldn't do that. So oh, you I, had a rental? I have a rental. So, oh. so I could have, my, my car has a thing where you can drive it from the cell phone, but um, it was in the shop. So I said, I'll call, I'll call the MMR. Maybe they're still within range. My cell phone was dead. And I go, oh, double Magoo. And then, um, so I'm going. Did Shinedown give you a ride home in their bus? <laughs> no, they didn't, but they passed me on the freeway, actually. It was funny. Uh because what happened was I, I'm walking along and and some and a, a nice gentleman in a really cool uh, four door coupe or sedan says, "Yo, citizen," and you and, were walking. Well, this no, this was right in front of the venue. Okay, as, I, as I'm going, where do I get a cab around here? And I can't call an Uber because my cell phone is gone, or you know, is dead. And I'm going, oh, this is a bit of a sticky wicket, and. Um, <laughs> And Camden, but Camden's safe. Camden is a place you want to hang yeah. late at night. Yeah. And so I'm going, um, okay. And then this guy sitting in his car right in front of the of the thing. Good citizen. I go, good day, citizen. Do you know where I might uh, find a cab? And his name is Jamie. And he goes, I'm in the stagehand union. What's going on? We just finished. We just wrapped up. I go, well, I blah, blah. And explain my situation. He goes, hop in. I'm driving you to town. I go, no, I can't possibly. And he did. God bless him. So Jay, stagehands union, uh, who had been there all day. They got there like at, you know, 7 a.m. I think that's the guy we might have been hanging out with in the, uh, uh, in catering. He was a really nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I think I might have been him. That was a super nice guy. He's incredible. And he drove me, I I mean, I couldn't have him drive me all the way to my house, so so he he drove me into town. He was showing us this this bag that he had stolen. It was really (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just happy for him because he, he had just gotten a job, which is really tough to do when you get out of prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not the same guy. He had just had a baby, uh, and he drove me into Center City, and then I got a cab, and I got home at 3 a.m. I slept till 3 p.m. the next day, and then got a. Then my cell phone was charged, and I Ubered. I had to Uber back to the station to get my keys, and then Uber forward more into Camden. Uh, you had to go back to Camden? Well, where my car, car was. There. Oh, that's right. I, it's hard to keep track of where everything <laughs> is. Don't try to stay involved yeah. with my. Yes, wow. it's too much. It's too much madness. And then uh, I got the car and I got in there and I drove into town. I had breakfast about five o'clock yesterday afternoon. It was lovely. <laughs> and sat in Rittenhouse Square and and uh, read my spy book. All's well that ends well. Yeah, it was a perfect day. Hmm. It's great. Perfect day. Another day in the life. Yeah, man. It is we'll a life. in the book. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's got to come out sometime sure. soon. <laughs> Uh, uh, it'll come out. I'm sure it'll come out on time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got to get a letter out of you. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter 
B as in beautiful barbecue. All right, excellent. And we have a $500 Mealy's furniture gift card. Uh, the savings are hot during the Mealy's Furniture Memorial Savings Event. Save 50% or more on everything in the showroom with free delivery and 0% financing. Plus, Mealy's will pay your sales tax. Mealy's Furniture, all the styles you love for less. We'll give that away on Friday. What's happening on the show today? Well, a couple of things. Greta Van Fleet went on sale on Friday and instantly sold out. And Bill Weston tells me um, that the uh, promotion crew is actively, feverishly working on a second show. Ah. So a possibility exists. Cross your fingers. We'll uh, keep you updated on that. Secondly, uh, we will be uh, celebrating something very special on vinyl this week. Yesterday was Pete Townsend's birthday. Uh, I love that um, thing you guys played on Friday of the who playing the kids' instruments with Jimmy Kimmel. That's a regular bit of his, right? Right, Jimmy Fallon. Or Jimmy Fallon. I get the Jimmy's confused. But I can't find my car, so it's all (laughs) great. Um, And um, so, yeah, so... uh, since yesterday was Pete's birthday, what we're going to do today, and since um, I think over the weekend or Friday might have even been the anniversary of Tommy, the release 50 years ago, we're going to do uh, four sides of Tommy this week. Side one today, side two tomorrow, side three on Wednesday, side four on Thursday at 2 o'clock as the vinyl cut. We'll do each of them on vinyl. I love it. And the side one of Tommy is... Uh you know, you may be familiar with the film soundtrack, but it, which is good and has right. its moments. But the original Tom uh, is just unbelievable. The overture alone, yes, uh, is love so it, mag- magnificent, and uh, you know, into I'm a boy and uh, all that stuff. Uh, so that's yeah. coming up. Excellent. That's going to be super duper special. Uh, hang on a second, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie who gave Pierre a ride. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? Hey, Preston, how you doing? What's up, Pierre? Jamie, may I say publicly, as I just did publicly, but now that you're there, you are a great citizen and a great human being. <laughs> no problem, Pierre. I told you anything for you, buddy. Now, or didn't you tell me you were going up to uh, Jersey to work at MetLife Stadium or I, something? I just got home about an hour ago. I'm actually on the way to take my son. It's his two-month birthday today. We're going to the doctor's. How long have you been up? Oh, God, I think I got about... Eight hours of sleep in the past four days. Okay, that seems about right. For the barbecue, what time did you tell me you got there? I got there about 5.30 in the morning and left one night about 2 a.m. when I took you home. Whoa! <laughs> That's the work our stage crews do, those great okay. union men yeah, and women. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, uh, tell, tell me your last name again. Sumbach. Jamie Sumbach, a fine French name. You, no, sir. No, German. German. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're a great man, and thank you so much. What's your kid's no name? What's that? What's My your kid's name? name is Axel James. And two months today. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, all the best to him. And what's your wife's name? Uh, Melanie Brill. Cool. Where do you shop? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much. That was uh, amazingly cool. You saved no uh, a spaced out DJ once again. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> all right. Thanks, you Jamie. Have a good day. You, you too. Buddy. Take, Take care. care. All right, man. That's cool. I don't think that's the that's guy we were talking to, though. So. No, no, it wasn't? Okay. Yeah, no, well, but still, that was Jamie. That's that was phenomenal. my Jamie. You may have had your Jamie. I had my Jamie. It was, uh, they, well, they had just performed a night of a thousand Jamies. So. <laughs> yes, they had, right. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to take this moment to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, today brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show, also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. Tomorrow, uh, talking to our buddy Rob McElhenney. Hey, it's always cool. sunny in Philadelphia. The core golf outing is coming up, and uh, we'll... 
get his uh, info that he wants to pass along about that. Tomorrow's Tuesday. It means we'll give away a free tattoo, a tattoo Tuesday, and a bunch of other stuff. So that's it. We are done and rage on. And have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You Line. It's HBO. It's been 10 years watching this show. It should be how it should be. Not just finish it because you can finish it. Give us more seasons. Give us more episodes. You dumb Next message. Oh, another one is the books, man. MMR McGee 2019 is awesome, man. Yeah, shine down. Killed it, man. What a great time with all my friends. Jackie Bam Bam in the hell. Yeah, MMR McGee, awesome. Thank you, MMR. 50 years. Next message. you. your dog. everything. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.